one and only desire Am I the reason you breathe Or am I the reason you cry In the words of Fabrizio Romano, here we go. He's been a busy boy today. Uh, it is another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. We're going to rename it from the Nitrogen Podcast today because we're going to be doing another one of these watch-alongs that we're known and famous for. Um, primarily because schedule conflicts and it's the usual stuff again, guys. We are absolutely ram-packed in our personal lives. Uh, and unfortunately, we've not been able to bring you the latest offering from World Championship Wrestling in the Nitro timeline. So, Brian, is uh, he, he's picked this one out today for, for reasons I'm sure he's going to tell you about. Uh, he's going to give us a counting, obviously, we'll press play, and then we'll go and uh, while the intro is playing, we'll check in, see how he's doing, and, you know, all that old, all that other skullduggery that we usually give you guys on these podcasts. So when you're ready, Brian, give us a counting. And then let us know how you're fucking doing, my brother. All right. Yeah, I am sounding a bit like Macy Gray at the moment. I apologize for that. I'm going to sore throat. I'll explain that in a minute. Three, two, one, play. I thought this was in Spanish then. Oh, it might be in Spanish. No, it's in Japanese. I could have sworn that with Paul Heyman. Or whatever he was saying, it was how many going? No, you think about no. Didn't make no sense. Anyways, um how are you, Mark? Yeah, as well. As soon as you're switching up the format and just getting me to count in straight away. <laughs> I may as well, well change up the format myself a little bit. This pay-per-view is two hours and forty-three minutes, and I was thinking, you know, while the intro's happening and everything like that, we could actually get all the uh, all the greetings out of the way. Uh, and obviously let the folks know how we're, how we're doing. Oh, so Eric Bischoff here. Happy days. Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. Um, if if you do hear some mourning in the background, don't worry. It's not Beth pleasuring herself on this international orgasm day. <laughs> it's the dog. I've been... I've had to... What, the dog's pleasuring himself? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's had, to, he's had to sit with me today because he's not doing very well. So he might have a bit of a whimper. Um, but other than that, I can't complain, mate. I've, I've, you know, another weekend, uh, close friends, a few beers, uh, spent a lot of time with the family, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm knackered, but I'm, I'm feeling very blessed. Uh, you, how, how, how's things on your side? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm like you. I'm very knackered, and my throat's fucking knackered. <laughs> I went to the uh, championship opener yesterday for Blackman Rovers against Swansea, where we won two one. And that's the first win we've had on an opening day since 2010. Yes. So, you know, and you know how it is being a Rover supporter. You're, you're in, if you're in the lead, uh, the last 10 minutes, they generally just start sitting back and inviting pressure. And, and I mean, fucking people that don't watch football or soccer, as they call it in America, are going to have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, so... I'm quite a reserved football fan when I'm in the stadiums. I'm like very self-conscious about how I come across to children and, and things like that. But it got to the last 10 minutes and that rate, my attitude changed. I'm like, close the fucking down, come on! Like that, just constantly. <laughs> and obviously when we scored the goals, screaming at the top of my lungs because 
it it was just so fucking good to be back in Ewell Park amongst the Ewell Park faithful. Yeah. Uh, just uh, an all-round all great day and the uh, the torrential rain couldn't fucking ruin it. I got absolutely sobbed like four times yesterday and I had a whale of a time. <laughs> and the results about it is uh, it's a good feeling to be to be top of the league. End the season now as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's happy days. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's joint top. So I think we're third, aren't we? But We were fourth yesterday after the Birmingham game, I think. Right. I didn't see the result for that. Yeah, they won well nil. I see. No, it's good. And obviously, Brereton Diaz, the the man that we have talked about a couple of times on this podcast, and the guys from Chile, obviously they know who we're on about. He got on the score sheet with a with a, a pretty decent penalty. Yeah, shout out to our one Chilean listener, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to start putting the Rovers hashtag in all our posts, uh, and Brereton <laughs> Diaz and stuff like that. Can we get away with Nitrogen Podcast Diaz? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they'd be like, right, I am Mark Ashworth Diaz and I'm joined today by Brian Bra- uh, Bradshaw Diaz. Yeah. Like. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a good result. It's a good feeling. Obviously, I didn't go down yesterday, but it's good to. I haven't. I, I spoke to a couple of people um, while I was in the bar who were coming back from the game uh, and they said, you know, we're just glad to have got the result. Uh, it was nervy because they had 80% possession all in all Swansea um, and obviously like you said if they sit back you start getting nervy but again as I've said before on this podcast I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Italian football I'm used to teams just sitting back Catenaccio is the, is, is the word uh, it's something that Italian footballers try to come away from but that defensive uh, masterclass just letting the team uh, that are opposing you, keep the ball, tire themselves out, but then you just put ten people behind the behind the ball, defend your uh, defend your goal resolutely, and um, yeah, I'm used to it. So the fact that I heard I heard down the grapevine that Blackburn did it as well, uh, and it seems like they had a bit of counter attacking nuance to them as well. I'm happy with it. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but then I haven't seen I haven't seen the highlights. I've only seen uh, I've only seen Brereton Diaz's penalty. Yeah, watch the highlights because it is well worth it. I I, I watched the highlights this morning while I was at work. Uh, not while I'm working uh, on my break. I watched them on um, Sky Sports and I'm like, yeah, because you, you get one perspective when you're in the seats. It's another thing when you when you're actually watching it from the camera and. Yeah, it was the performance for what I saw was every it was it was as good as what I thought it were yesterday. Yeah. We did play really, really well. Yeah. Oh by the way guys, there's a match going on. There is a very young yeah. looking uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, aka Bully Ray. Uh, <laughs> he's looking yeah, a lot slimmer and a lot younger. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Spike Dudley and Jeff Hardy. There's a weird fucking tag team. Yeah. Uh, against uh, three minute warning. Which, if you don't oh. know, it's uh, Ekmo, who became Umaga, Rosie, who became Super Rosie, and Rico, who became a police officer. Oh, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he was a police officer beforehand. He went back to the, uh, um, I think it were Nevada Police Force after this. Uh, uh, I, I, if I remember right, he, he, he was actually in Reno 911, uh, an episode wow. of that. I, I'm pretty sure of that, anyway. I might be completely wrong. But anyway... Uh, 
it, it's really sad that there's two people in this match already that are no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Umaga, Ekmo. Uh, I think, were you called Ekmo here? Uh, no, you were called Jamal. Sorry. Jamal, I, I, yeah. I, know if, I know him as Ekmo from uh, TNA. Uh, and early days, WWE, uh, when he had a few dark matches, he were called Ekmo. Uh, and uh, Rosie, who we, we know he's Roman Reigns' his older brother, but when he came out, I seriously thought, Roman Reigns, he looks so much like him here. Hmm, hmm. You know, not the same physique, uh, but just in the face, the yeah, goatee. The yeah, you know, yeah. you can tell he's, you know, that the brothers. Oh, what a combination! I love that. Very he, nice. uh, it, it's the usual thing that Jeff Hardy does. The uh, the split uh, split leg leg drop thingy, Bob, where he's where they're on the floor, he splits the legs, and he does a double leg drop. But this time, it was kind of like you know the uh, the Dudley uh, Dudley uh, move where Devon goes with the headbutt. Jeff Hardy did that with a leg drop instead, and it yeah. was ruined. I'm assuming this is an ODQ match because Bubba Ray just ordered for the table. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> obviously, what what did happen at very early doors as well was uh, Bubba Ray. You, forgive me if I do call him Bully Ray. Bubba Ray, Gorilla Pressing, Spike Dudley out to the outside on the three combatants outside, but it didn't send them down. They just caught him because he's a small guy, and then yeah. uh, Bubba Ray. Got on all fours, allowing Jeff Hardy to ooh, Jeff Hardy to uh, step up and jump over the top rope, high as you like, into everybody on the floor. That was pretty cool. And now he's just yeah. been sent out of the ring, high as you like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one of my favourite things in wrestling ever is Bubba Ray chucking Spike Dudley around. Yeah, it, when they're uh, when they when they're uh, rivals, and he's just throwing him about. Or using him, uh, using him as an offence, <laughs> as a tag team, it's fucking brilliant. Sorry, I got a little bit mixed up because Rosie just went flying through a table that was placed in the corner, and he got caught up in it. Yeah, but got he just caught up in it and no-sold yeah, it. Like, yeah, he, he completely no-sold it, and yeah. I don't know if that's by design, if they're trying to really put over that he's just a tough guy, but yeah, oh. he... Uh, he completely no sold it, got caught up and threw it off in a rage. I think they are actually Jesus like trying to give him the, 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 the monsters uh, thing here. Yeah. Sorry, I said Jesus Christ because the camera panned to a right close-up in Rose's face and I'm going to end up calling him Roman. I, I, <laughs> I can see it now. One of these said, And it doesn't help that the first two letters in his name are R-O. Yeah, Rosie Reigns, yeah. <laughs> Rosie Reigns. <laughs> it sounds like a porn style, that doesn't need to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, dear. I, I thought it might be Roman's wife, Rosie Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> Earl Ebner in the ring as well. Oh no, it's not. Sorry, I'm wrong. I'm completely wrong. Uh I don't actually know who that is. Uh I can't remember his name. I did initially think it was and it's not it's not it's not Earl's son. No, it's not Brian Hebner. No. Holy shit! Oh wow, okay. How do you describe that move? Uh inverted power bomb, so rather than slam, slamming them down, they throw them backwards. That's uh that's like something a, else that like a slingshot reverse power bomb. Yeah, it's definitely or a power like, bomb stance. Well I'd, with I'd two say people. It was more like power bomb come flapjack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh Nick Patrick! Seriously, that don't sound right. Come, <laughs> I said, come flapjack and that. I'm just grossed out. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So Nick Patrick's at ringside. <laughs> that can only bring fucking fun times by itself. Uh, come away from WCW 1996 and Nick, Nick Patrick's still here. Of course, this is 2002 and the wrestling world is in absolute fucking turmoil at this time. Uh, TNA is just obviously NWA TNA. Uh, WCW is no more. WWE. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Rose has gone to the top rope and he, he looks like he's doing a moonsault. Yeah. Uh, Bowie, Bubba Ray, whatever you want to call him, just he, he clips his foot and he bounces on off the turnbuckle, but he does a fucking moonsault sell. Like yeah. a split legged moonsault. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of. I don't understand the rules of this match. I, I think it's a tables match, all things considered, because. Spike was eliminated. Right. Rose has been through a table and he wasn't eliminated. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, see, obviously I've not got the commentary on. I've, I've took the captions off as well, actually. And just to note, it was in Spanish. For some reason, the settings have put it in Spanish. But now I'm, I'm back with JR and uh, King, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rules of this. <laughs> I know there's a Man United fan in the in the the on the camera side. Yeah, very uh, old school United shirt. Very Vodafone, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Um, all right then. Well, so, how do you feel about where the entranceway is? Because this is Channel Four Royal Rumble territory. This, in it. So they had the entranceway right smack bang in the middle of where the ring is, directly up from the camera, and then obviously people could run towards the camera. And into the ring and yeah that was the same for um, the Royal Rumble that was on Channel 4 in 1999 2000, 2000, 2000 hold on a minute I've caught, I've caught a button uh, what, what's your time called yep uh, uh, 12.35 36 37 right I'll just pause it a minute and I'll tell you when I get to 12.37 okay right I've left it paused because my audio is also in Spanish. Ah, you see. <laughs> but I couldn't hear it, so I've got that. Right, and now I'm going to turn my mic back up. Oh, sorry, me speaker back on, but turn it right down. So, All right, three, two, one, play. All right, from 37, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, slight technical issue on my end there. That's all right. Somebody with a a sign that says pork as well. So yeah, what I was saying <laughs> was the uh, where the entranceway is, the old uh, yeah. Royal Rumble Channel Four thing. Yeah, it's because it's Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I like at it. the time, at the time, the uh, uh, the way Madison Square Garden was laid out, there was no real room for like a proper entranceway and all that. But uh, oh, this is a callback to Royal Rumble two thousand. Oh, why the Swanton not? Bomb off the entranceway, the Uber entranceway, by the way, uh, opposite of the main one, onto the table. <laughs> the uh, one that's got a big exit above it, so it's the exit way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the exit way, the entranceway, exit way, whatever you want to fucking call it. But, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, I, I've regarded before my Wolf of Royal Rumble 2000. Yes. It was the first pay-per-view that I ever watched and I've not seen the whole this pay-per-view by the way I've only seen the main event spoiler guys yeah. but uh yeah so 
that little call back there, and I know WWE were doing that a lot this time, like, hey, remember this? You know, wink, wink. I, I, I got a, I'll be honest with you, I got a bit of a semi on there. I was just thinking, yeah, <laughs> Royal Rumble 2000. <laughs> oh, Rico's going, oh, 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 dear. Uh, yeah, little Rico got hurt there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so what's he going to do here? Oh, belly to back. Um, Big belly. Moved. Oh, and the table's moved. Clever, clever. Yeah, this... I'd rather go through the table, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, I just very nearly called three-minute warning public enemy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I thought they, that they, when the highlights at the beginning, I thought, I've got a minute of public enemy in this. Fucking hell. Yeah, they, they have that quality. The dreadlocks are fucking yep. weird uh, attire. I mean, Jamal's wearing leather jorts here. Yeah. That is definitely something fucking Public Enemy would have worn. <laughs> oh, Wait, so the guy that's next to the Man United fan has genuinely got a box of Ritz crackers in his hand. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I hope we get a shot of that again. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, dear. Is that an elimination officially? Uh, oh, Jeff yeah. Hardy Jeff Hardy was doing what he usually does on the uh, I don't know what you call that guardrail but it's like you know, obviously yeah. he's a padded and all that yeah. and he's actually tried running across it but it's in the corner where it's really rounded off he slipped and Jamal's hold it, held up a table and he's smack bang into it is it the rules that if the table is up you're not actually officially being put through it I don't know see I and, think it's going to be somebody has to put you through the table yeah, Not but, you put yourself through a table. You, yeah. Somebody needs to eliminate you, essentially. Well, okay, then Rosie should have been eliminated ages ago because he got whiplashed into it. But, yeah, maybe it's just that, like, I don't know. I mean, WWE have never really been good with uh, with the rules anyway. Oh! oh look at what, that. I don't know he's, he's out of here. What a frag... Uh, frag? Frog splash that frag, way by a, Jamal. A frag splosh. <laughs> a, a frag splosh, yeah. <laughs> That's... I mean, to be honest with you, with the way he fucking landed on Jeff Hardy, and I felt that, you know, that was, you could call it a frag splo- uh, splash, because, mm. or a frag, frag splash, because that would have felt like a fucking frag grenade. <laughs> I mean, Jamal's a fucking big motherfucker here. Yes. I mean, he oh, always yeah. were, but for a guy his size, and I mean, again, you see this all the time, you, you see it with, uh, you, you had it with Bam Bam, you had it with Vader. You know, you've got it with Keith Lee, you've got it with uh, bloody, uh, uh, Bronson Reed in NXT, or formerly NXT, we'll touch on that in a minute, segue. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the big guy that can fly, but it's it always, always impresses me when I see it. It's just all inspiring how they can do it, the agility. It's oh, just a lot of weight on that rope. Uh, Bubba bomb. bomb. There we go. Uh, that's the match over then, I think. Uh, Rico nope. and Bubba Ray. Remain. I fucking thought, I thought Rico got eliminated, but never mind. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. So yeah, uh, have you heard of the recent releases from WWE? 
I have, but I've got to be honest, there's not a lot of them that I recognise, so... No, but Bray Wyatt is, is the obvious, obvious one. Obviously, yeah. no, there's, there's other things surrounding that in there, and I think anybody with half a brain cell knows that, that you know, he's he's having problems, and... Uh, oh, there's a... He's... Yeah, the, the, re, the, the problems that he's having and that, it, it's like, it's not factored in why he's been released. Uh, not officially. Not officially, they put it down to budget cuts. Now, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just don't trust WWE when they say that, to be honest no, the with issue, you. The issue I have but, with that is that the WWE can't turn around and say, we've released Bray Wyatt because he's having some mental problems. You know, yeah, it's exactly. It's for person to say that, and I don't think people get that. No, but releasing releasing somebody for mental problems is kind of like a little bit shitty anyway. You know, if, if say, you know, I suffer with mental, uh, mental health problems, and if I got sacked... For it, you know. Right. Um, so, I mean, and I'm, but, I'm critical. Right? I'm heavily critical and very cynical when it comes to the WWE, but I don't think that's what's happened here. I think Bray Wyatt has gone. Uh, I keep calling him Bray Wyatt, but you know. Oh, Devon's here. Devon's here to save uh, Bubba Ray. I'm guessing he's been injured and this is his return. Or he might have been Reverend Devon by this point and he's just come back as. But uh, no, I don't know. I don't know the timeline, unfortunately. I vaguely, re- I do, I do know a couple of things about 2002, and this might actually be his return. You might be right. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, as you were. Yeah. So, I have this feeling that um, he's gone to WWE management and said, "Look, I'm not handling things very well. Uh, you know, would it be okay if, if I got my release and whatever else?" And and I'm actually giving the WWE a little yeah. bit of uh, credit like- here. Yeah, what what I'm talking, what we're talking is conjecture. So I'm not yeah, being critical yeah. of WWE. I'm just saying if they fired him for it, it's shitty. If yes. Bray Wyatt has asked for his release because of that, then all things considered, I can I can sympathise and yeah. and say whatever is best for you, Bray, you know, or Wyndham, whatever you want to call him now. Yeah. Um, but I have more thoughts on Bray Wyatt's release. Uh, by the way, uh, the t- uh, team Bubba, which is it may as well just be fucking the Dudley boys at this point of one match. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is uh, uh, after the brown. Well, the brown splits happen. I think Devon's already been Reverend Devon, and this is his return as normal Devon. That's. But yeah. anyway, anyway, uh, that that's that. Um, yes. Um, yeah, my, my thoughts on it are, uh, basically, um, I just never found Bray's release shocking. Be- because, to me, I never got the impression that Vince McMahon was all in on him. Any time that he came close to the cusp of something great, the rug was pulled up uh, from beneath him. Yeah. The one thing that gets me is that they've done the same thing with him twice with Randy Orton. You had it a few years ago where Bray Wyatt, clearly the face, clearly the face in this scenario, Randy Orton's been a part of the of the uh, Wyatt family and turned on him. So that's, uh, you know, that's definitely indicating that Bray's the face in that straight away. They cemented it by having uh, uh, Randy Orton set fire to his, uh, to his shack, his compound, whatever you want to call it. And what's happened is he's... Uh, Randy Orton said in a promo, uh, I am not a guy that you trust, I'm a, I'm a bad guy, I turn on all my friends for power, for uh, for for financial reasons, uh, I'm mentally unstable, yada yada yada, the same old ding dong that Randy Orton's always done. And Bray Wyatt, the next pay-per-view elimination chamber, he wins the WWE Championship. At WrestleMania, Bray Wyatt has been uh, being 
uh, portrayed as a heel, Randy Orton the face. Mm-hmm. No reason whatsoever. They just switched that up the night uh, overnight. This year at WrestleMania, leading up to it, Bray Wyatt's the face, Randy Orton's a heel. Sorry, The Fiend is a face, Randy Orton's a heel. Randy Orton sets fire to The Fiend. Hmm. So Orson comes into play again. He goes away. He comes back, clearly the face. By WrestleMania, Randy Orton's the face. Like, okay, there's no title involved here. But you, you really got the idea that The Fiend is an in, indestructible uh, fucking humanoid, whatever you want to call him, a monster. But you, you got the feeling he was ind- indestructible, but yeah. not in the heel way. It's just a case of, like, you know what? You can set fire to me, but, you know, I'm going to come back and make your life a living hell for that. But he's not saying that kind of thing. He's just basically saying, I'm going to get my revenge. Yeah, He's clearly the fucking hero in that. And, yeah, for no apparent reason, he's a heel, and, yeah. And then it's the obvious one when he was the Universal Champion, and seemingly getting a little bit of a push, and then they decide, okay, we'll just drop it to Goldberg. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's just, it's happened so many times where, and, and there were times before he, he became WWE Champion the first time where Vince cooled on his push. But Vince has cooled on his push for... Maybe five or six times now. And that says to me that Vince wasn't all in on him. Yeah. And maybe this is just me being, uh, being a skeptic. However, we've always heard the story that Vince McMahon does not like people coming up with these creative ideas for themselves. He prefers his own creations. And Bray Wyatt was very much a guy who was hands-on on his own gimmick. I have that funny feeling that that also didn't help Bray's cause. Yeah. So, you know, make that up what you will, but, yeah, it could it could be literally anything. It's just sad that Bray never got a better go of it, really, you know, because he, he absolutely fucking deserved it. He, you know, I mean, a lot of people turn around and say, okay, yeah, his wrestling wasn't great, because it wasn't. You know, it were it weren't bad. It weren't bad, but it was very old school style, quite sluggish, quite short. If you're not into it, you're not into it. But Bray knew how to tell a fucking story in the ring and verbally. I mean, fucking hell, one of the greatest mic workers of of this generation of superstars, or wrestlers, whatever you want to call them. Just so fucking good. Hmm. And you could also argue that the whole Fiend character and the weird Bray Wyatt character that became, you know, that that he was, kind of like took something away in verbally because he wasn't doing the 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 old demonic, uh, demonic, but the oh, sorry, demonic. I, I got it wrong twice before I got that right. Uh, <laughs> you know, long-winded, yeah, sometimes really long-winded promos. Like he kind of lost his mystique, but earned mystique in other ways. But, you know, I, I, I'm I a sucker for a good promo guy, and I say utilise that. So, but anyway, I mean, like I said, just a shame he never got a, you know, got a better chance of it. Yeah. I firmly but, believe that it's not the last that we've heard of, uh, well, <laughs> again, we're not going to say Bray Wyatt. Uh, no. <laughs> we're going to say Mr. Rotunda. Um, 
and obviously there's the the, the lineage that that precedes him as well. Obviously his dad and his uncles and everything like that. It's certainly not the last that we've seen of yeah, him. Yeah, we're just going to ignore think... him. We're going to ignore his brother Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not believers. <laughs> um, again. And I, maybe I'm giving too much credit to WWE, but I believe he's been granted a release because he's not in the right frame of mind. And obviously, you know, um, again, people passing away has sort of affected him, uh, yeah. as it does everybody. But sometimes he's late. not into, you know, he's got to get himself into a character like The Fiend, even though he's clearly suffering from depression. Uh, and that can't be easy. No. It really can't be. So, and, and maybe that's just what it is and yeah. what we've just talked about. And that makes me think that it it ties in with what you're saying, though. If you're saying, you know, Vince wasn't high on the guy, again, Vince's days are numbered. You know what I mean? He's not going to be in control of that company forever. And by the time it comes to the point where, you know, Bray Wyatt can come back to the WWE, which I think the the door is open for him, personally. That's my opinion. Um, He could walk into the AEW tomorrow, you know, and they could put him straight into a storyline because it all fits. But... I think the door is open for him to go to uh, go to back to the WWE, and uh, I think that'll happen when, you know, either if the company's getting sold, the company gets sold, or Triple H has full control. Yeah, that's my we'll, personal opinion. Yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of there's a lot of gas left in the tank. Let's yes, just say. absolutely. You know, let, let's just we we send our best wishes to Wyndham and hope that absolutely uh, yeah. that he. I mean, he's always struggled with mental health issues. He's he's been open and honest about that, but you know, just hoping that I mean that he just gets better because, like, you know, God forbid, like we've lost loved ones because yep. of mental health, uh, and I mean, so uh, someone close to us quite recently, and you know, we we don't like it when it, you know to see people who we look up to, you know, celebrities and all, uh, who you know they're not people we know, but. We adore them for reasons. We adore to them for certain reasons and things yeah. like that. And it does sadden us. I mean, Chris Cornell. I mean, we both absolutely fucking adored that guy. You've got a tattoo dedicated to him. Yeah. It's actually of his image, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's what all I'm saying is, uh, I'm not saying that he's suicidal, but we don't want to see that. So no, we don't. No. You know, so get well I, soon. I, yeah, just get well soon, Wyndham. Um, best thing he can do is just take time for himself, not have that worry, exactly. or the strains of contract obligations and you know things. Being on the road, the yeah. Being yeah. on the road away from his kids can't help either. And that's it. Yeah. And WWE are back on the road officially now, so yes, you know. But yeah, we have got Billy Kidman versus Jamie Noble here. This is all WCW. I'm fucking fine with it. But- <laughs> What, for what the I'm, cruiserweight title as well. <laughs> yeah, what I'm finding really weird is that they kind of like got a role reversal here because uh, uh, Billy Kidman is in uh, spandex and knee pads, which I've seen Jamie Noble in before in Ring yeah. of Honor. I, I, I haven't seen him in WCW. I know you're one of the ninjas. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what you call them. Young dragons. Young dragons, yeah. but I don't know about any other thing. But yeah, I've seen him just be generic trunks and bloody elbow pads guy. So that's that's my image of him, Jamie yeah. Noble. But Jamie Noble here is wearing ripped jeans, yep. jean shorts, and boots, which is 
pretty much what Bill Kidman is best known so, for. <laughs> even though there was a video package highlighting that these guys are in a feud, are we basically putting our own storyline into this and saying, uh, yeah, it's because they both nicked each other's attire. <laughs> yeah. And this is the reason why they ate each other. Yeah. We just need JB Noble to, to whip out a, a shooting star press now. And, which is yeah. which is really weird because uh, he, he's just got to the top rope. And, <laughs> and seriously, remember what I said before? Uh, call back to the very first episode of the podcast. said that I've never seen anybody use a drop kick as a defense. Yeah. When Flying Brian did that against uh, Thunder Liger, that's exactly what Billy Kidman just did. Yes. Yeah. The exact same move as well, crossbody, and boom. And fucking hell, he did it better than Brian Pullman did. Yeah, yeah. He's, it were, he was a very smooth character, Kidman. He, he yeah. really was so, so highly rated, honestly. Oh, um, what, a, nice what a knee breaker. Knees uh, yeah. a backbreaker. So, as as it, as we've seen now, as, as this broadcast has uh, gone forth, we've seen uh, four... So this, so obviously this is 2002. WCW died in 2001. We've seen four ex-WCW employees. And of those four, you knew straight away that Stacey Keebler were getting hired. You knew it. You, you knew yeah. Vince. You knew Stacey Keebler. You knew it just happening. Uh, Nick Patrick, that surprised me a little bit. Billy Kidman, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Jamie Noble does actually surprise me. <laughs> Talented dude, I really liked him, and I'm a massive mark for the Young Dragons as well. Like they were fucking ace. I loved them. Or oh, the ninjas. He, he just has absolutely no fucking charisma. No, no character, no charisma, and he was just—I don't know. I mean, the character here is that he's just a trailer park trash. Yeah, and he's yeah. putting on the accent like Nadia. Oh, so they're actually making him talk as well. Yeah, yeah, and he just doesn't have it. But the thing is, though, he's uh, he's highly regarded as. Uh, very, how to put it, wrestling intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why he became a fucking agent for WWE. Mm. Like, you know, you, you don't become an agent with WWE if they don't think that you've got the brains for it. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he, he, he's got a mind for wrestling. So, you know, he, he's made a good career for himself. Yeah. You know? I do think and, you I know, pay I know some Jews to get into I, a position. I know like his that. WWE career went short, but. You know, he went to Ring of Honor and then he came back to WWE and he had a, a short spell in the ring and sadly he got injured and had to retire. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's a former Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, you know, that's true. As the, uh, Under the name James Gibson. Now, if I say James Gibson to you, Mark, what do you think of? James Gibson? Uh... Yeah, because I, I certainly don't think of Jamie Noble. <laughs> no, I don't, no, no. I think I just of, think of Gabe Gibson Sports, but I'm not even sure you'd remember that. <laughs> no, no, it's, I, 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 I think of James Gibson's fucking DIY store in Darwin. <laughs> oh and, dear! And funnily enough, fucking Jamie Noble here, he looks like he's ready to do some DIY in those fucking shorts. Yeah, you know, old sure. shorts need to do some painting. Stick these on. Uh, it's a bit hot. <laughs> take the t-shirt off. <laughs> I'm painting outside of the house and it's fucking 28 degrees out. <laughs> May as well get a tan while some painting. Get ready for Starcade 97. This hasn't been a bad match, to be no. fair. This has been all right. Yeah, it's not the typical high-flying cruiserweight style we've been seeing in WCW. There's, I, I know people can take this positively. Other people are going to take this negatively. It depends who you are. I think if you're JR, you're definitely going to take it positively, but I'm assuming he's not listening to this. No. But uh, 
there is a lot more psychology, yes. which is you don't get much of that in the. Oh, Jesus Christ! That was like a a DDT off the like not even DDT like it were it Fish was the extra. Yeah, yeah it, face buster. Sorry, it was like the X Factor that uh, X Factor used to do. Yeah, not that fucking shitty TV show that's finally been cancelled. Yes, after fucking what nineteen years? Jesus Christ! Thank fuck. <laughs> I've actually just remembered something right uh, a, a few years ago, and I, I'd love to go back in my archives and see if I can find this. Mm. But um, I thought that we were finishing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> When everyone were going about the X, we X Factor uh, semi-finals, I think it were, and it were trending on Twitter. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'll tweet along for the X Factor. So when I did, I just put on the fucking WWE network, and I was actually tweeting X Factor matches. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking about just incredible fucking X Pack and Albert. <laughs> oh, here we go. And so people I, are into, oh, Nadia's, Nidia, my, Nidia. My circle friends on Twitter were just saying, this is fucking genius. <laughs> uh, I actually got like 200 followers just from doing that. Wow. Yeah, because it, like, it really put me out into the wrestling world. Oh! oh. And I tell you what, his feet hit the ropes as well. Yeah, that could have gone wrong. I still got the full rotation on it, fucking hell. Yeah. Got on uh, your kid, man. Yeah, Billy Kidman, the new cruiserweight champion. <laughs> Did you have to stop yourself saying WCW, WWE there? No, I burped. It wasn't a loud burp. It was one of those quite uh, liquidy ones in the b- uh, bottom of Ooh. your throat. It was like, ugh. Like, it, it could have gone either way. It could have been a burp or it could have been sick. Yeah, it, uh, it, they call it a verp, don't they? But uh, they call it a verp, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine you like, you know, and the new <laughs> cruiserweight champion. Or I'm not a fucking Billy Kidman fan. I, I adore him. I, I think what I've seen of him, I've always really enjoyed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a stellar match. Was good. Yeah. I didn't think Kidman from that DDT was ever going to wake up ever again, but he did. No, fucking <laughs> no. Ah, good match. Really good match. That's uh, definitely one to see. I don't know he bled uh, in the previous match, though. I'm going to presume. Oh, fucking hell. I'm going to presume that would probably fucking Spike. Spike, yeah. It has to be, yeah. yeah. It's the only person I remember actually being in the middle of the ring and doing that. Yeah. See, this is something like, you know, uh, going back to WWE releases as we were talking to uh, talking about, one thing that WWE were doing here, they were, they had a bit of a, I won't call it a youth movement, but... I think Billy Kidman, he, he would have been still in his like late 20s here. Yeah. Um, Jamie Noble, mid-20s, something like that. You know, they, they, they were pushing a lot of youth as well as the, their own talent. Kurt Angle's still fa- uh, fairly young here. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy's still quite young as well. Like These are the people that are getting pushed, pushed the names that are getting pushed. Um, and they will tell you, yeah, these guys are the future. And you, you, you could believe it. Um, I, I think some of them had a ceiling. Jeff Hardy definitely fucking didn't. No. Uh, if if he fucking if somebody told him that he had a ceiling, he'd fucking get on a trampoline and just jump and jump and jump until he could fucking smash through it. Cause yeah. He's an idiot, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah. Um, or he'd set it on fire. Yeah. He's known for that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bit dark, but there you go. Never mind. But yeah, the one thing that that really pees me off most about. The NXT releases, 
and some of the releases this year as well, it's like they're releasing people that are in the midst of a push. Yeah. Like Bronson Reed is a guy in NXT, a big guy wrestler, and if you get to watch. Uh, watch a match of him. I, I, I'd highly recommend just looking up Bronson Reed matches from NXT. Guy is a fucking talented guy. Really fucking good. Really good big guy wrestler. Uh, this is a guy that's moved from Australia to be in, in WWE. I think he moved there just over a year ago. And, you know, a few weeks ago, he was a North American champion in NXT. And what's happened is, that I'm getting told that this what guy's the, the future. Hang on, hang on. What the fuck is this? Uh... This is basically just GTV all over again. The F you. This is fucking wrong. This is voyeurism, spying on the females' dressing room. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue, carry on. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm getting told that the guys are Bronson Reed are the future of our commentary. You know, there's a guy's getting frequent matches, he's a champion and all that. He loses his championship, and they're saying, like, could this be the next main roster? star and all this and all that and then he gets released and there's mm. a few other people that you know was still having matches on tv uh bobby fish I, I think he's pretty much retired now he's had quite a few injuries but there was also uh tyler rust who was part of uh the diamond mind uh, diamond mind diamond mine which is a new stable that rod uh roddy strong roderick strong is uh the leader of like yeah. he, he's they've just recently debuted that he's gotten let go if you, and this I get WWE as a business and they're gonna re, they're gonna release people but this is why I can't get invested in WWE anymore because Braun Strowman and uh, okay I wasn't his biggest fan and all that but they were getting featured matches you know he had a match against Shane McMahon at Wrestle fucking Mania this year I mean he, no matter what way, however you look at it that's a big fucking deal yeah and yeah he he got released and. And then these people in NXT that get released, there's a couple of WWE, other WWE stars that were on TV just getting released, and it's like, why? Why are you doing that? Hmm. If you if you really need to do budget cuts, get rid of people that aren't on TV, that aren't, aren't on NXT, that aren't getting matches, things like that, you know, that you just don't have a future for. But why release someone like Bronson Reed? You're telling me, don't invest in any of these guys because there's a chance that they're going to be gone very soon. And it also makes the comment that Vince McMahon said quite recently, which I just took as a joke, but I know a lot of people got really fucking angry about it, but I just took it as a joke because he was saying, like, uh, AEW aren't competition. We, you know, we we don't really do comp- competition. We com- we're comp- basically competing with other TV shows. You yeah. know, that's it. We're not competing with other brand, other wrestling shows or anything like that. You know, best of luck to them. Yada, yada, yada. And then Vince McMahon makes this jockey comment, maybe we'll just give them more talent. Yeah. I didn't th- think it meant literally. <laughs> and also, by the way, you know, there's that uh, video going around during a fucking Roderick, Roderick Strong match of uh, cutting to a little area where you can see a TV that shows them watching AEW. Which I yep. think, I don't think it's a new video. I think it's something that's been quite... I think it's from like a year ago because Roderick Strong is still in... Uh, still wearing black and yellow, which was the Undisputed Era's colours. You know, he's still in that and the arena that they, they're using now, it, the layout isn't like that. 
you know. Right. So that you don't see like the these little things in the towards the back or anything like that. So yeah, uh, a uh, they might not consider AEW competition or what have you, but they're definitely fucking keeping an eye out and seeing what we can do. Yeah. The reason why NXT became and I thought NXT was the show to beat in wrestling. It was for a long, long fucking time. Like, mm-hmm. it was the top, top creme de la creme. It, it was the creme de la creme of wrestling for me. Yeah. And... I think it was for most British wrestling fans. Yeah, and a lot of Americans fucking loved it. You know, mm. loved it. But a lot of the problems over the last couple of years of NXT is that they were t- trying to counter AEW. No matter what they're doing... What, no matter what they say, they were trying to counter um, Dynamite. Oof. And I'm glad you said that and not me because I don't want my Twitter blowing up. <laughs> I, I think people will agree with me. It's why it lost its quality. And yeah, I mean, people might agree with you, but it's like you said about toxic fan bases and stuff. Some people just can't do no wrong and they will defend it to the hilt. So, yeah. Uh, you might you might get one or two tweets about that one. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I want, if there's anything you, you know me for, I speak my fucking mind on wrestling and I don't Absolutely. give a shit. But yeah, I get WWE is a business, but it's not a business you can invest in when you get, you just constantly getting rid of employees for budget cuts. Like, yeah. for me, it, it's one thing, like, just say, as a supermarket worker, you're making budget cuts, you, you get rid of the law, you know, the, you know, it's basically the old adage, First in, first out. Yeah. Uh, last in, first last out, in, sorry. First out, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it's people that you can afford to get rid of. You don't yeah. just get rid of a fucking manager. No, no. Even though it, you would be saving even more money because yeah. the manager's obviously on a fucking hell of a lot more money. Yeah, but, but you don't get rid of the manager because not everybody else could do that job. And if you brought somebody else, you're going to be giving them that same fucking check anyway. So Pretty much, yeah. You know, it, it just makes no fucking sense. And that's just where WWE are at right now. And it, it and it's sad, but, you know, I, I'm, I am a proponent for turning the fat because this is a problem that I'm fearing for AEW as well. It's like, you can't hire too many people. You just no, you simply can't. can't. Yeah. You know, I know AEW have got four shows on the go now. We ramp well when Rampage starts. They've got four shows on the raw, uh, on their rotor. WWE have what seven, and they struggle to fucking fit yeah. everybody and they were in. Cutting it down exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, I just don't think like AEW should just soak up every fucking big name. And, you, okay, there's certain people I, I will make exceptions for. If fucking Adam Cole uh, decides that he's not re-signing with WWE, then it's a fucking no-brainer for me that AEW snap him up. Yeah. It, it, it's an absolute no-brainer. You fucking contact him straight away. It's elite talent. Like, you know, no matter what, you, you look at the elite talent. <laughs> All elite wrestling, am I right? But, <laughs> you know, but, like... I wouldn't say the same for Bronson Reed, even though I think he's a talent worth a place on the AEW roster. I just don't think it is right now because there's other people that can bring what he can bring. And it, by, the, by the sounds of what you've told and me I, about and I, Bronson Reed, I think Rusev or Miro is basically that same talent. Yeah. You know, that same type of talent. Uh, big, fairly biggest frame guy. I mean, I know uh, 
Miro is a jacked guy, but he's got a quite big frame. Whereas Bronson Reed, he is what they call super heavyweight. Like, I only go super heavyweight, but he's on the border, like looking like a super heavyweight, like in his in his frame. But it's like, you know, oh, I only boarded a fucking women's match. It had to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Trish Stratus versus Victoria, and I'm for the women's title in a hardcore match. Just, just so you guys know, because we are five minutes into this match. <laughs> yeah. It, people could say street fight, but I've never seen a street fight where you're fucking ironing board. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But as you were saying, anyway. Uh, this is where um, this is where you just need somebody like Impact to to just just step up a little bit, don't you? Yeah, and just take you need that third that third company. The world, America in particular, is oversaturated with wrestlers now. There are so many athletes, um, but not enough employers. It's as simple yeah. as that. Uh, yeah. You need impact. You need N- NWA. You need them to step up. Obviously ROH, but ROH, ROH likes the way that it is, and it's comfortable with what they, it's doing. So that that's exactly it. Like you know, if you if you want to look at, and I hate fucking comparing, oh. guys. I absolutely fucking hate comparing. Victoria has broken in Aussie, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. If if you want to really put on a on a scale of what it is, what it's like, I I I, I say that. AEW is and like let's be honest the the they do lean into the WCW stuff they do oh, of course and, they and do, it's yeah. and it's a fucking smart thing to do yeah. by the way guys it's not oh yeah they're trying to be WC no it's not that it's basically they know a fucking market you know yeah. it's good business sense no matter what way you look at it and that, people love nostalgia again you you mentioned that exactly sort of stuff, it's you know. just using it right they're yeah. using thing right they're not bringing him in to win the title, they're bringing him in to elevate people. You know what I mean? Uh, Jesus Christ, Victoria's got a double-sided mirror here. Yeah, why is it double-sided for a start? I have, I have no fucking idea. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, it for me, like you, you can say AEW is the WCW. Ring of Honor have that ECW vibe to them, yeah, because they're underground. They, you know, they're gritty. They're not afraid. Yeah, Impact like they are pay, just they, they actually pay the workers. <laughs> yeah, and Impact is basically just their own thing now. Yeah, and that is a good thing. They're their own thing. Apparently, they're doing really well for themselves, and I don't know what that move was meant to be. Neither do I. <laughs> I think it was meant to be the Stratusfaction, but it weren't very Stratusfying. No. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. It. it it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh that looks that looked gnarly. Kendo stick with from Trish Stratus uh, dropped old from Victoria. And I, I don't know what Trish went into. She probably didn't go into anything, but it just looked gnarly with the camera cut. Jesus oh, fire extinguisher. Even better. Right. Anybody that's played a SmackDown game, SmackDown it, versus Raw game, or any wrestling <laughs> game, when they've used the fire extinguisher, you there know. We go. They've always actually, they've done that, they've done the spray, and they've also actually used it as a weapon. Yeah. I've never seen it being used as a weapon in wrestling. <laughs> because. Oh, she won. How do you gimmick a fire extinguisher? Like, it, it's a very particular thing, but it, it, it's, it's a canister 
for a reason. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a, yeah. it's a metal canister. It's thick. You know, it's very hard. I, I will say nigh on impossible to actually gimmick a fire extinguisher like you can gimmick a trash can. Yeah. yeah. Or, as we call it, a bin. I think there's a fucking reason why they never use a fire extinguisher as a weapon. That they just use it to spray. Because if you fucking hit your opponent with that, you you probably Bonk. killed them. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, Victoria's the new women's champion here now. Um, it did look like she was struggling with that fire extinguisher at first, but in the end she got it to work. And then... That's just a... Oh, a snap suplex. Hey, if you want to win with a snap suplex, go for it. Little Nitch, Charles Robinson... Another former WCW employee there. So yep. I'd, I'd expect him to be employed by the WWE as well. So and this guy, that, of course. That's number five and now number six. Booker be, T. Yeah, 2002 Booker T. with the... His hair hasn't grown that much. So I don't know why he was in feuds with Edge over Wash and Go. I think that was WrestleMania earlier this year. Oh my God. <laughs> I think... I think it were it might Madness. be it might be WrestleMania 19 but I think it was WrestleMania 18 right don't quote me on that guys before people go oh yeah dumbass it was WrestleMania 19 I'm like well, I can't quite remember Eric Bischoff there's number so, 7 yep yeah. and an Xbox logo behind him it's oh, kind of yeah. like again this is is that a blimp it's a blimp I mean seriously so much fucking nostalgia right now like yeah. <laughs> It's really fucking weird, really fucking weird. It's like uh, seeing Buddy Jeff Hardy do the uh, the Swanton uh, Swanton bomb off the exit uh, into the table. It's Royal Rumble 2000. Fucking the Xbox logo because I had a fucking Xbox and I were a proud Xbox owner. A fucking blimp. Yep. That used to be a staple in WWE. You used to always see these fucking mini blimps. Oh. Right, oh, yeah, there's another XWCW well, alumni. Yeah, we're not going to count him though, are we? No. <laughs> That'd be a bit. By uh, God, he looks fucking awful here. Do you think? I, I've seen you... him look worse. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him look worse, but he looks like a. Put it put it this way, he looks like a. Yeah, you know them with the little uh, sponge things that like if you pour water on it and it just expands. Yeah. Like sponge it's like someone took Kevin James and did that. <laughs> Kevin James fucking hell he looked like a giant Kevin James oh man <laughs> I mean seriously uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you're gonna get this one how sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you know a joke's good when you make yourself laugh and you can't actually say it, right? No, my, all I can think of is, my legs are getting weary, my back is getting tight. Right, seriously, oh, you can say that for pretty much the big show's early WWE career because <laughs> he wrestled like he was tired a lot. <laughs> oh, God. I can't do a good big show impression, unfortunately, because that not at the moment anyway. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I can fucking think of. <laughs> either that, either that, or a fucking big show on a little segue. <laughs> like Paul Boy just fucking going around on a segue. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, you you could just put Kevin James into anything that Kevin James has been in like and you can apply a big shot here to that and it probably would be fucking funny <laughs> <Good> <laughs> sorry <Lord>. guys 
I mean, he had fun, he had fun with it. That's the main me, thing. Me, both me, uh, both me and Mark. I think I said both me and Kev. Then my room is called <laughs> Kev Sauce. That 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 is just so fucking easy, right? Both Mark and I, uh, we do like King of Queens. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just imagining fucking Big Show trying to get out of a parcel truck now. He's probably going to get stuck in that fucking thing. Oh, God. <laughs> See, again, it's just... Uh... <laughs> I just can't get that image out of my head now. It's real... It's... <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, guys, I did find that particularly funny, if I say so myself. <laughs> uh... So we got Brock Lesnar versus Big Show for the WWE title here. Oh, are they, are they doing that now? I thought they were promoting that for later on. Fucking hell. No, if they're, doing the high, if they're doing this package now, then that's for the, the matches coming up next. Seriously, the Kevin James look. So like every time he's <laughs> fucking close up to his face, it's Kevin James. He's got the fucking same haircut, the same goatee. It's just fucking... You fucking ruined the big show for me. Ah, <laughs> oh, Brock. I just from day dot, I was never a fan. Yeah, I know a lot of people that say that, you know. But uh, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll say one thing: like they really fucking pushed him as a monster. And oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw him do the F five for the first time on Rick Floor, and. Fucking hell, that's a scurry looking move. Yeah. It still is, but back then, he he, did, he had this way of just really fucking elevating them and just throwing them, and it's just like, that's a really good fucking move. And he were also doing it for on like the Hardy Boys at the same time, both yeah. of them on his shoulders, and it's just yeah. like, they made him look a fucking beast. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I, I don't, it, I don't argue with that whatsoever. I just, but, I don't know why I just couldn't connect to him. Like, no, no charisma. Yeah, just zero charisma, and just it, like, same old black speedos, and you know, just the look. All right, he had the tattoo on the back, but uh, you can see why they fucking. It, it's a fucking. Like, or does nails though? He doesn't fucking. have this anymore. Like, yeah. but back then. He had the fucking, these huge shoulder blades that popped out and his head was just like fucking tiny sitting on yeah. it. So it made him, <laughs> but because over the years, he's kind of like, he's built up so you can't see the shoulder blades as, as they're just not there anymore. Like, yeah. oh my God. So they're not uh, like, here comes the pain, fucking no. front cover. And, he, and his, that's, his head's so small, but his fucking traps yeah, are so and his big. Head's, and his head's just gotten fat over the years. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and that and that happens with age, guys. It happens. My my head has gone fat in the last couple of years. <laughs> you know, it, it's age for you. It happens. Yeah. See, I was born with a fat head. I had that fucking problem. Uh, I can't remember what the, the medical term is for it but yeah I, I mean I've just always had a big head yeah it doesn't help when I want to buy hats because obviously <laughs> hats are for adults one size fits all one size does not fit my head <laughs> so to... I, I usually go for the slouchies and the beanies you know the slouchy yeah. beanies the condom hats as I like to call them yeah because they're like the teeth and the end of a fucking johnny um <laughs> everybody else around the world's like what the fuck's a johnny 
Uh, yeah, condom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get them because they, they expand a little bit more and, and obviously the, the big bun on the top of my head as well. I, I was going to call it a spaff bag. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I love I, that word, spaff. Yeah. It's yeah. so underrated. But you know what? That would just confuse things more, so I'm glad yeah. you actually just said, yeah, it's a condom, guys. <laughs> I'm just tempted to fucking use... Use uh, the very British nor- uh, fucking vernacular. Mm. And it's a very northern word, that spaff. It is, yeah. And do you know what? I'd never heard it until about a year ago. And uh, a mate <laughs> of mine at work, he fucking said it. And I'm like, mate, that is that is just perfect. <laughs> so here we go. The big show and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's got the, the ribs taped up. Well, I suppose below the ribs. And, uh, and, and bi- cauliflower uh, here. And Big Shaw is wearing a very low-cut singlet yeah. and jeans. Chinos. Or chinos. And <laughs> right, again, this is where I say what shit, because he's, re- he's fairly rotund under here. Yeah. And he's showing that belly off. That's fine, but when you actually put pants on as well, to me, you're just saying, okay, you're not afraid, afraid to show your belly off a little bit. But you've got a fat ass and blacky slimming, so you're gonna just wear black chinos and because you're <laughs> yeah. like, no, just show your whole fucking body. I want to see that ass, like not literally, <laughs> not I fucking literally, guys. Ass. But you may have that was just... in the Trish match, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. Uh, I think it was WrestleMania 21 where he faced a sumo wrestler and he, in a sumo match. No, I do not want to see that ass. No, Thank you. no, no. not ah. Right, I can definitely say he's wearing jeans here. They're combat jeans. That right. basically, it, that's what the fucking Hardy Boys used to wear. It's been a denim kind of day, hasn't it? You've got yeah. Team Three. Uh, sorry, uh, the, the Dudley Boys who were wearing denim. I think uh, Big Show. He's wearing denim. Nadia, she was wearing denim. Jamie Noble was wearing denim. Nadia. Uh, Kid, Kidman. Is it Nidia or Nadia? I don't Nidia. Know. <laughs> right. Nadia's the one from American Pie, isn't it? Uh, yeah. No, to be fair, to be fair, the the early, the early days of that fucking storyline, very much American Pie. Yeah. <laughs> very much Jim and fucking Nadia. <laughs> I've got to say... We uh, called Jim. We called Jim. I ain't watched American Jim? Pie for years. Yeah, yeah, we were with Jim. Jim. Well, James, yeah. but yeah, for, uh, short well, as Jim. There you go, James! Jamie yeah. Noble, Jim! We could call him Jim Noble. You know... <laughs> Oh dear! You no, know, uh, fucking hell! Uh, like you know, <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> that he just went up to Vince McMahon, like, "Give me all your ideas, pal." Like, well, <laughs> I have seen American Pie. <laughs> I got an idea. Well, that sounds great, pal. Uh, we'll have your fucker pie on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Vince would have done it. Oh my god, the referee! Oh, death has occurred at, at fucking Survivor Series 2002. Jesus Holy hell! Christ. See, this is where Brock Lesnar is impressive. Throwing yeah. bigger guys around. I mean, I always love a hot hoss match for shit like that. The dude but, is, like, jacked up. Uh, he, he can lift, and he's just one hard motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Tough as nails. And I, just I can't bland. fucking say anything. He's just yeah, bland. It, yeah. That's, that's it. it. You know, he's... Okay. So he's so oh well. I five coming up. Oof. 
Ah, people are in it, into it as well. Oh, here comes a referee. Why is Herman fucking looking shocked? Oh, oh, swerve. What a fucking right hand from bloody... Uh... <laughs> Heyman's devastated because his cap fell off, exposing his bold spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just let it all go, Paul, for fuck's sake. If I, Brian, if I ever get to that point, right, and I decline the opportunity to shave it all off, you have my permission to shave it all off, right? Right. right it's not way, a good look. By the way, guys, like, I, I have, I've decided I'm going to grow my hair out yet again. I should have done this during fucking lockdown. It would have been better. But, yeah, I've decided to grow my hair out. And right now, it's very wispy, 90s Vince McMahon fucking hair. And it's hard to maintain, let's just say, you know. But I'm, I'm sticking it out. And I'll tell you, I, I have the same deal with Mark. If I start fucking getting a skull up, shave it. Fucking shave it. You know, the Hulk Hogan look, not a good look. No, it's uh, not. The Paul Heyman look here, also not a good not look. Not a good look. <laughs> Speaking of Hulk Hogan looks, uh, the handlebar moustache has won it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. This is very much Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart because the way fucking Paul Heyman jumped into <laughs> Big Show's fucking hand, uh, arms like that, very Jimmy Hart. Yeah. God, you know. that hair is atrocious. Holy yeah. hell. That's just ready to fall off. It really is. Yeah, he it, it, it looks like uh, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably the best fucking compliment that he'll ever have. You know, you, Paul, you said to Paul Heyman, he looks like, in, in 2002, he looked like Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin. He'll say, well, Benjamin Franklin invented the bra. So, you know... Is, he's definitely going to be fucking happy with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Brock Lesnar's gone chasing uh, Jimmy Hart around the ring. Uh, Jimmy Hart's run through the <laughs> ring. Obviously, that brings Brock Lesnar <laughs> like into how, the ring. I like how it's canon that he's uh, Jimmy Hart now. Has to be, mate. You come up with that sort of stuff and I just carry it on. So, uh, yeah. he, does, uh, he does have the high-pitched voice to go with it as well. Let me guess. So jumping into the limo and leaving the building, yeah? Fucking hell. Sure, jumping in. in Jumping in the limo, fucking Big Show had to squeeze into that. He did, yeah. And it was a stretch limo, and he was still squeezing. Yeah, he was like a fucking, like a, a an oversized fucking sardine in a very small ca uh, can. Like, that's a really, that reference worked, didn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I would just, I would just, I'm what? I was watching the guy behind Tazzy's head and I wasn't sure if he was trying to say, right, you guys, you're on TV, uh, tone it up a little bit or get away from the barrier. Either way, it doesn't matter. So obviously they're putting this over as a massive swerve because Heyman has, has left the side of, of Brock Lesnar with 2020 hindsight. Uh, it never really mattered, did it? Because they made friends again. Yeah. Oh, he's saying stay back. That's what it is. Okay. Right. Seriously. That guy in the fucking shirt and tie. VK Wall Street. Yes. Yes. I was literally just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think he might have been an agent for WWE at this time. Wow. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh. Oh, here we go. What a fucking line up here. That's, that's pretty stacked. That's yeah, pretty and stacked. And again, like... 
three quarters of that. Uh, well, no, sorry, more than that. I said three quarters. Fucking, uh, uh, fucking. Clearly, maths is fucking shit here. You know, you've got Mysterio, Chris Benoit, and fucking uh, the Guerreros. Yeah. You know, four people ex uh, WCW. Yeah. Also, you can include Edge in that. Yeah, theoretically, you could. Yeah, because he was there for a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> Which is one of the best names ever. <laughs> well, he's another one that appeared on Saturday night, didn't he? Yeah. And I think he was under Adam Copeland. I'm sure he was. Yeah, he he, he had he did Adam Copeland as well. Yeah. But yeah, he was also Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle. Jesus Christ. Imagine being fucking WCW and fucking thinking of that. Look at Steph just slapping people for the sake of it. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, that's Steph's gimmick. There's always <laughs> been Steph's gimmick. I had to laugh last week, right, fucking hell. So it was one of them throwback Thursdays or whatever, uh, and it was just like throwback to three years ago when Steph McMahon got arrested on Raw, I think it were, for slapping somebody. Uh, they actually brought like the police down and they tied, you know, fucking tied her wrists together and then put the handcuffs on and shit. And I'm like, one, first off, right, that's not the first time she's worn handcuffs. Two, uh, the fact that somebody is getting arrested at a WWE show for slapping someone... I'm quite impressed by this. <laughs> the amount of stuff that happens at a show with the athletes themselves uh, and Steph gets arrested for uh, for slapping someone. Yeah, cool. Restraining order in awe. Not yeah. bad to me. It only took 100 attempts to get her arrested, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what I can assume from this story, and I, I, know, I know how Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit became a tag team. It, they were just like, there was some kind of like random lottery and they were drawn together in a tag team tournament. Yeah. Same with Edge and Rey Mysterio. And they were basically rivals at this point. So they've got the rivalry, but they also want to keep the belt. So they're at odds with each other constantly, but they're winning matches. Yeah. Oh, nice. 6 one, nine round the fucking lamppost. Lamppost? Lamp <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Ring post, ring post. Yeah, going back to what you were saying, uh, and I apologise, Brian. I, I'm going to fucking say it, but fuck you to all them guys who always fucking say, oh, what are WCW doing nicking up WWF wrestlers? Oh, what are all the AW doing nicking up WWF wrestlers? Mate, this is probably going to be the match of the night, and it's got four ex-WCW wrestlers in it. Don't tell me for a second. You can say on one hand, oh, what are they doing nicking up WWF wrestlers? That's a lot of fucking bollocks, that, uh, mate. Come on, WWE were doing it as well. Yeah. It's just, WCW did nick the oldest stars, whereas WWE nicked the more athletic stars, shall we say. <laughs> Which is right, they were right to do it. It worked out for everyone. And see, this is fucking Paul Heyman's booking here as well, because he was head booker of um, SmackDown at this point. And it's notorious well. SmackDown, the SmackDown 6. Because these, these are the people... Oh, Don Marie, fucking hell. And Al, fucking hell, that's going to end well. Uh, yeah, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, he, di he dies on screen. Oh, dear. Right. Latino heat. Latino I see old Latino heat. No, I lie, I cheat, I steal. No, yeah. sorry. We lie, we cheat, we steal. Yeah. Uh, Not the bass line. Boom, boom, 
That would have been a on it. It does sound yeah. like you're doing Seven Nation Army. It does sound a little bit like that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where that's where White Stripes got it from. Those maybe Jim, maybe Jimmy Hart travel to the future. Like, oh, yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> yeah. What, what did that say? Eddie Guerrero stole my what? My bike. Right. So anyway, as I was saying, the, the infamous SmackDown Six. This is who Paul Heyman was building the show around: Benoit, Kurt Angle, Edge. Rey Mysterio um, and the Guerreros, but I don't actually. I don't think Shabo was part of the SmackDown Six. No, probably you know? not. No, but um, but it helps to keep that mid card, you know, level. Well. They were they were constantly having main event matches on SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown were fucking trouncing Raw in the ratings at this point. Oh, the, the you suck chance. The you suck chance. The what chance happened earlier on when he were uh, him and Chris Benoit were backstage. It's also worth noting that while they were backstage, um, oh, I, w- I was right initially. Charvel was part of the SmackDown Six. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was somebody else, but I f- for some reason I thought Rob Van Dam, but he was clearly wrong at this, at, at this point. But yeah, right. I mean, if you want, if you want to. Build your show around six people. That these are the people, definitely. Oh, it's not Metalingus, good. No, he doesn't get Metalingus until um, about. Well, it won't. It won't have been Metalingus at this point anyway, because it's two thousand two. Metalingus yeah. came out in two thousand and four, I think. Right. And he get he gets that theme around the time he becomes a rated R superstar. Right. Uh, he, he and Benoit team for a while, and the the tag team champions, and he turns on Benoit and becomes a heel, and it's basically the start of the rated R run, and yeah, he, uh, that's when he gets metaling us. I love these courts. His courts are cool as fuck, but it's one of them courts that nobody on this planet could ever wear. Just Edge. Yeah. But I I've always got the feeling because. Beforehand, when it was Edge and Christian, he weren't ever doing, you know, wearing those jackets. He, were, he just weren't wearing the long cloaks. Mm. Uh, oh, I think P.O.D. are playing here. Maybe not. It no. is, it, who's that jumping out the sky? R.E.Y. Mysterio. I don't know who sung that. I don't have a clue. No, that weren't P.O.D. For some reason, yeah. I thought P.O.D. were playing then, but clearly not. Never mind. But yeah, P.O.D. sang it, the, the theme he has now. Right. Uh, and ha- has had for fucking years. But uh, I love those belts. That is pretty uh, smart, to be fair. Yeah. That uh, blue, it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. Blue and gold. Just, well, gold and blue. It just works so well. It's nice. Uh, yeah, so talking of Edge, like it's around um, the invasion time when he and Christian split up that he starts. Wearing the shades, well, he was always wearing shades, but he starts wearing the long clothes. And I can't help feel that he saw the Matrix and just tapped into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it has that vibe, I, I, it? I think the Matrix came out in, like, 1999. I think that's right. Uh, yeah, 1999. So, 
yeah, I, I can see him tapping into that. And I mean, again, he pulls it off. It works. So is this going to be three-way tornado? I hope it is. That's how it should be. Yeah. Because otherwise this is... And again, we've talked about this a few weeks ago, even though... In this, it'll you can only be ta- you can only tag your point. Oh, it's tag rules. Yeah, right. And here's something else. Oh no, fucking... it's one on one. It's the WCW thing. You can you can tag anybody. It must be. Yeah. Oh man. Don't know how I feel about this. Um, WWE have never done this. Got. Uh, done this well so you know it's a shame with the with the guys that are in the ring as well although having said I'm that pre- let's give it so, let's give it yeah let's give it, it off let's give it five minutes and see how it goes uh so benoit and Rey Mysterio oh, in the ring is, first off this is fucking good stuff right from the off oh, <laughs> <Ron Tucker> angle. <laughs> he fucking knows all day <laughs> like you are small i'm not selling that Whereas fucking Chris Benoit's fucking flying across the ring like, ah, ow, ow, that fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking weird. Maybe that's part of the rivalry. Like fucking uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle said, yeah, if you're fucking selling for Ray, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Angle and Benoit were backstage earlier in a segment and um, Chris Benoit offered to shake Angle's hand and Angle aggressively said to Benoit, tag team partners don't shake hands. And then his face calmed down as Benoit started to get angry because he was refusing the handshake. And Angle said, tag team partners hug. Give us a hug. (laughs) And Benoit's just like, no, I don't like this. So basically, Kurt Angle is hugging the same guy that hit his gold medals down his trunks just a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not nothing. It's the, 2002 WWE. It makes no sense, mate. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Wasn't this the point where there was like absolutely no payoff from like uh, Steve Austin being buried, like buried, buried from were it Triple H, I think, uh, uh, and then vice versa. Triple H oh, what a was massive, massively injured. Uh, I big big falling splash from the the actual rope there, not the term. But yeah, how he just fucking. Stopped himself on the ropes, just clean yeah. and just dropped. Really clever. What else happened in two? I mean, what really fucking? Pi- it says a lot about me and you. Like, you know, we're we're heading towards being uh, our midlife crisis. <laughs> if you want, I call think it, I'm already you know. there. To be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, only, only if if you live to be seventy, mate. You know, uh, so. Yeah. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, but anyways, uh I mean we could just say yeah, we're heading for middle. Oh age. yes! Sorry okay. mate. Oh, that was so nice. No, go on, carry on. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try he- and describe he- that. <laughs> <laughs> what a sell. <laughs> even Kurt Angle's like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God. But yeah, me and you, we're we're heading heading for middle age, you know, to our middle age years, whatever you want to fucking call it, right? Mm. At the moment, the Olympics have been going on, and I was watching the floor gymnastics the other day, the other morning, 
Yeah. And seeing all these young girls fucking flipping around and all that. And then I come and watch this and I'm seeing Rey Mysterio bloody managed to just jump onto the top rope and steady himself completely, you know, quick as a flash. You'd, and just drop like that and he's fucking flying around the ring and oh! nut-shotting himself on the top rope like that. Uh, and it's like a five-step process for me to get out of the bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it, I, I can guarantee you, right, if I was to get up out of my chair right now, my knees will crack and you will hear it on the podcast. <laughs> it's not we, fucking fair. It, it's just really not fair. <laughs> we um, So it was my cousin's 21st on Friday, so obviously we went over to that and had a couple of beers and everything like that. Uh, we were my dad uh, and my dad's partner. Um, we came back to Blackburn uh, and my dad was like, right, so we're going to go for, go for something to eat or we can go for a pint. And I said, honestly, Pops, I've I've eaten. Uh, but it's up to you guys. I don't have to eat. We'll just wait. And he went, right, well, we'll go at bar and we'll, we'll, we'll have, a, have a think about it. So, obviously, we're going Burnett Fand at Standard. Um, stayed in there for a bit. And then it got to, obviously, John's like, right, it's closing time. It was like half past 12, something like that. Um and John, uh, sorry, I was saying to John, like, I said, have you got any whiskey? Like, I always, fa- I do fancy a whiskey at end at night now, and it seems to be my best hangover cure. If I have a whiskey, I'm fine. And I'm, I think I said that to you a couple of weeks ago. Um, so anyway, he says, I says, not really, but I'm going over to Sunbird, and I've not been at Sunbird for fucking ages. Uh, he said, I'm going over to Sunbird. They've got, they've got a couple of whiskeys on. If you want to, if you want to come along. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, cool. We'll go for a whiskey and whatever. We walked in there, and as we were talking about American Pie earlier on, it's like it was like walking into the Amer- American Pie soundtrack like all night. It was fucking brilliant. It was so good. Um, anyway, we, we got a whiskey and everything like that, and then Limp Biscuit, you know, and I'm rapping along to the Limp Biscuit, and John's just looking at me like, "How the fuck do you know every word to this?" And I'm like, "Mate, this this is the kind of shit that's in my playlist all the time." Um, so we saw him the day after, and he said the same thing. He said, "I can't believe you wrapped all the way through Limp Biscuit. It's incredible." Right. Anyway, they played the. Um, we have to touch on Fred Durst in a minute. Uh, not which we do. Not literally touch on him, guys. I don't. I, don't, I do not want to be doing that. <laughs> but yes, uh, continue. They played uh, the Mission Impossible theme that they did. So is it MI two? I think they did. Ah yes. Um, uh, it's so I bad that it's, it's called. called. I mean, you could you could say that about Limp Bizkit in general. It's so bad that it can be good. Yeah. So, but whatever version they played, there was a second overlay of guitars. You know, when it hits that fucking... Yeah. It was a second, and I was like, oh my God, that sounds so good through these speakers. I can't let this moment pass me. Hers down, moshing like a motherfucker. Mate, I'm, I still feel it now. <laughs> two days, two and a half days later, as an old man, like you said, approaching the midlife crisis phase, mate, my, my the back of my thighs, my back, my neck, I, I just ache everywhere, and that's two and a half days later, man. <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. I feel bad for Beth, because the fact that she's like, she's going to do this, you know, on an almost, when, when she's on tour, she's going to be like a bi-daily basis, or a daily basis, well, and she's going to be like, oh. There is a, I, I'm going to drop some biology for you right now. Um, people that do that on a regular fucking basis, they basically callous their bones. Yeah. So they, yeah. they can actually, they, they, they just stop feeling the pain. It's like wrestlers, yeah. 
you know, they, they get bone calluses from taking back bunks, which is how they get used to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that does, is definitely that is sense. definitely a fucking thing with the neck. Like, if yeah. you're fucking shaking it around like that constantly and fucking throwing your back down and all that, then, yeah, uh... <laughs> I can I can definitely say yeah, there's callus in there. Yeah, totally. But spe- speaking of our, uh, last night, we were having a few uh, few drinks after the Rovers game. I'd come home and I'd just shower, got dressed and went back out. Uh, met a workmate, and then I went uh, met a, another mate of mine who was at a what they call a sten. Uh, shout out to Jared. Uh, we were a stag and Hindu, and. Ah. His girlfriend and his brother-in-law, uh, well, not brother-in-law, but like her her brother-in-law, uh, they were doing, you know, like, I, I can't remember what they call it, but where like you drop the hips to try and get your ass as close to the floor as possible, right? And I don't mean like knees bending. You like you you legs are a gap. Well, we you, we call that a slut drop. Yeah, slut drop. <laughs> yeah, they were both trying that. Now you know. I'm not claiming that I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've been saying like fucking six steps to get out the fucking bed in the morning and my knees cracking <laughs> and all that, you know, but yeah, uh, I like, fuck it, I'm, I'm in on this, I've had a few beers, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a little bit loose and all that, and yeah, I fucking did the most professional slut drop, uh, slut drop as I possibly could at... Yeah, I fucking I beat them both. Wow. So yes, uh, and then I realised that uh, the workmate that I was with is gay, and I probably should stop <laughs> because he, he has openly admitted that if I were gay, he would, you know, he'd have at me. So <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, shout out to John. Probably not listening. Oh, would not <laughs> like to be in this. Uh, in this, I just don't want to be edge. Cripple cross face and an angle lock. Rey Mysterio off the top. Fez press from the top rope. Drop kick on the back of the head of Chris Benoit. No, 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 no. It's hard. It is. It's hard to say Chris Benoit without either thinking or going. No, 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 no. Rey Mysterio over the top. Oh, corkscrew. Nice. Very nice. But yeah, as 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 you rightly pointing out, Fred Durst. He has a new look. Uh, yes. They apparently absolutely nailed it at Lollapalooza last weekend in Chicago. Uh, the feedback about the set was insane. Oh, what wow. a move! I mean, <laughs> unrealistic, but I like it. <laughs> yes, it was good to look at. Uh, so yeah, that's an Eddie Guerrero top rope uh, sunset flip whilst Chris Moore is holding Edge. Oof! Oh, shit. Yeah, you see that once in a blue moon and you go, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's not like fucking Adam Cole's Panama Sunrise. You know? <laughs> fucking a springboard into a Canadian Destroyer. It's, it's, I mean, the Canadian Destroyer is so unrealistic as it is, but Peter Williams, it, uh, he pulls it off. And makes he didn't it get cool. it over, did he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember you sending me a video of this like months and months ago. But the fucking Panama Sunrise, fucking springboard and then onto your feet, it doesn't even look fucking good. <laughs> you know? And then, from there, straight into a fucking Canadian Destroyer, it's like, fuck off, mate. You know? Get a better finisher. I'm pretty sure, with your wrestling ability, 
you can do a better finisher than that. Yeah. Finisher Flory. 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 Oh! Flory. Well, that's one way to do it. Charvo with the belt. Oh, the referee's seen it now. Oh, Don't matter. Well, right hand. Charvo's been a proper jobber in this. Right. And by the way, nobody can get disqualified in this match. Triple threat rules. Ah, I see. So okay. why are they doing that behind the rest back? Come on, you just makes no fucking sense. Oh, now the tag team fight tag team partners are fighting, but Rey Mysterio comes off the top with a missile drop kick on Chris Benoit, which knocks Angle out of the ring. Ray again standing tall. Baseball slide. Oh. Yeah, baseball slide into a head scissor. Like that was cool. Chavo again is just the rag doll here. Like oh. he hasn't done anything at all. And that's a shame, because he's a fucking good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, spear. And a fairly decent looking spear. Yeah. Edge doesn't do good spears, but I think Benoit really sold that. Yeah. Good job. Retain the titles. I haven't heard a bell. There you go. Yeah, the match continues. All right. I thought that were one. German on Rey Mysterio. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Anyway, Fred Durst New Look. Yes, opinions. Fred Durst New Look. It's a shame it's not WrestleMania uh, 21. 21. <laughs> 17. Which one did, which one did Limp Bizkit do? Uh, they did WrestleMania 17. And they 17. also, I think they performed at WrestleMania 18. Yeah, yeah. They had a, a fairly decent relationship, didn't they, with WWE? I mean, no shit, Fred Durst managed to parlay himself into a WWE game, so... <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't believe that. But yeah, his, uh, his vibe's very uh, very different. Yeah, a lot of people saying he looked like a... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, fucking hell. I, I'm trying to remember what uh, Italian-American wrestler Vinny Massaro... I, I don't know why I follow this guy on Twitter. I can't remember. I think uh, it just uh, it might have followed me and then unfollowed. You know, but he's a very funny guy. He's just an indie wrestler. And what did he say? I'm gonna have to look for this tweet now. So the uh, best way I can do it is go to media because he he put a picture up with it. So. Now, this is a few days ago, so I'm gonna. It might take me a while to fucking find this picture. Chavo was on top and actually doing something for a moment there against Edge. He's tagged out, Eddie's in. Eddie's sporting the mullet <laughs> in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> right. I found it. He said, Fred Durst looks like Chris Jericho filming Undercover Boss. <laughs> That's a good shout, that. I like right. It. Now, I... I... Uh, I replied to this, and I got 55 likes for it. So, you know what? I'm quite impressed. I'm assuming you haven't seen the things, that, uh, the, the YouTube skits that WWE did a few years ago called South Paw Regional Wrestling. No. No, you have to watch them. They are fucking hilarious. Like, just basically acting like a lost tapes of an 80s wrestling federation. Right? <laughs> and Chris Jericho dressed up uh, as an interviewer wearing a floral, uh, a floral uh, sports coat. 
with a checkered shirt, big round glasses, and the worst wig ever. <laughs> and he was portraying a guy called Clint Bobsky. <laughs> so I'm going to send you this picture through uh, Signal yeah. right now of what I tweeted. I tweeted, uh, that or an aged Clint Bobsky. So you can see what Chris Jericho looked like here <laughs> in this fucking persona. Oh, sweet heavens above, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very much so. I'm actually weirdly digging that blazer. <laughs> but nothing else about this uh, image. <laughs> oh, but yeah, good lord. Yeah, seriously. Put it this way. WWE, PG fucking company, had Seth Rollins and Rhino portray a tag team called The Butchers. And it basically, all they're doing is cutting promos, right? And having them saying, We're beating meat! <laughs> I mean... Oh, dear. Seriously. They're all on YouTube. If, you, if you've got a few minutes to spare, like, if you're on the shitter, whatever, you know, uh, that's my new favourite thing to say if you've got a few minutes, if you're on the shitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no one takes magazines to take their phones nowadays, don't they? That's it. And you spend 25 minutes there as well. You clean yourself out thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just watch Southpaw Regional Wrestling. I it's will, funny. I will. John Cena is the kayfabe host of these as well. <laughs> I can't remember what he's called on it now. He's got a really weird name. And he's wearing a wig as himself. Uh, oh, double spear in the corner. So the South, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. I'll send you this picture of John Cena. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, I'll download it again, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember downloading that picture. I ever. This is just a picture of John Cena in it. Like. Why is it not fucking sending it? Chavo attempted to go out of the ring by being thrown out by Edge, but went into a rope. Yeah, it's called Lance Catamaran. <laughs> Yeah, that picture of him in a wig. It's basically what his hair looked like a few years ago. Fucking hell. Yeah. But yeah, it, it really, really funny. They had a, a KFC-sponsored advert on it, and it said Rick Flair impersonator, and it was actually Rick Flair. <laughs> <laughs> just doing the voice voice of a Rick Flair impersonator. <laughs> it's just Rick Flair. It, it is a really good laugh. Oh, Eddie, uh, Mysterio's tapped. Eddie wins. Yeah, with the uh, lasso from El, Ta uh, El Paso. Yeah, Cena does not look good there, does he? That's probably like Vince McMahon her. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Fred Durst looks weird. <laughs> We kind of just went off, didn't we? But yeah, Fred yeah. Durst looks really fucking weird. But I'm digging the look at the same time. He kind of yeah. does pull it off. Oh, this is uh, Weird Kane. Weird Kane. Yeah. 
with Kane in that he basically doing Hulk Hogan impressions and um, rock impressions and all sorts. Yeah. But fucking re reading the Playboy. You know, reading Playboy backstage like Kane doing that. Bizarre. Just Bizarre because, stuff. Just because my face is burnt doesn't mean my dick is. Or whatever he fucking said. Be quiet, you. Be quiet. Go and lie down. Ah, Christopher Nowinski. Mm-hmm. Get down. Go, uh, go and lie down. Looking very... Honestly, right? You look at this guy and it's a fucking heel. Straight away. You don't need anything else to go off here. Uh, you do not even need to look at this uh, video. It is coming out in khakis and a a, a, a um, hot uh, fucking ah, I can't even remember the fucking uni name. Hartford. Yeah. Uh, Hartford uh, varsity jacket and quite long issue, but it's fucking. I mean, that hair's glued to his head. You know, it, the guy just... He's like a... Put it this way. He's a... <laughs> this might actually sound really, really fucking uh, wrong and all that, but he's like the white Colton Banks. <laughs> you can't expect that dance out of him, couldn't you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually... Now that you mention it, because he came through tough enough, the first season tough enough, and I think there's, I think I saw him actually dancing on it. They were like doing a dance contest, or they were out at, some, at something or other, and he was dancing. And oh my god, yeah, he's definitely fucking white Colton Banks, one hundred percent. But yeah, fucking such a shame for uh, his career ending so prematurely because of concussion related issues. Yeah, but I think Did he's more. He's done it. a great service for the for wrestlers and for fucking just any 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 sport that requires the use of the head. <laughs> that sounds weird, but as <laughs> like you, any sport that you like that can be a strain on the head. You know, fucking oh my god, I forgot about these. The fucking Matt Hardy fights, Matt. Matt keeps the room temperature at a toasty 75 degrees. Right, what Get the down. fuck is that in Celsius? Uh, I fucking hell, I don't know. <laughs> what are we looking at? Fucking 14? I don't know. I, I've never understood that, like how they work it out. Yeah, stupid metric system. <laughs> Just Matt, use ours, guys, for fuck's yeah. sake. Because fucking 74 degrees, toasty, fucking toasty, that's oven baked. Right, I'm pretty sure he's a fucking heel as well here, so this is weird. Uh, 23 Celsius. 75 Fahrenheit. Look at that, it's fairly toasty. Yeah. Right, now, honestly, Matt Hardy comes out and he says, Who the hell are you? You fucking met him on Tough Enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I never dug this version one character. I mean, I think Matt Hardy as a heel is, 
it's good stuff. I mean, what he's doing in AEW, what I've seen, Money Matt Hardy, I really, really enjoy it. You know, because you know he believes everything that he says. And yeah. that is, that's a sign of a fucking good heel. Um, but here, this, it's just fucking, you may as well be watching the fucking episode of Said by the Bell right now. Because just... You and Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I know, been, yeah. I think the past three podcasts, it's all been Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you may as fucking well be. You know the fucking... The guy in the Boy City jacket, you know, who is clearly a dick. And the guy that, you think you know, thinks he's cool and all that, but he's, you know, he's just so fucking lame... This is just two high school bullies, enjoy, yeah. uh, you know, just having, just having the bounce with each other, like, <laughs> as if they're going to say that, you say it by the bell, you know, they'll squeak, they'll say, uh, yeah, we're just having the bounce, like. The bounce. <laughs> I'd love to hear an American say that's just the bounce. I think that's a British term. So, right, to be honest with you, I want to see a fucking British version of say it by the bell. Oh. <laughs> uh. I mean, they steal our fucking shows all the time. Why can't we steal those? That's true. How many how many shows have we stolen from them? I think Law and Order UK is the only one I can think of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which we do is, steal a lot of the game shows. To be fair, which, like who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't that doesn't count really, does yeah. it? You know. That being said, I was just about to say something about game shows because the chase is fucking huge in America. Oh, and the chase is fucking ace though. Yeah, Bradley Walsh. Was the the lead character in Law and Order UK? Yeah, <laughs> that's a really weird thing to think about. This yeah. is a guy that was. Uh, oh my god! Oh, here we go. It's about to pick up, and it's during a promo. Another ex WCW employee. Oh, he's really here, uh, King. He's absolutely really. So, is this his debut as well? Yeah, this is his debut. And I knew this was happening. I knew he was making his debut here, but I didn't know how. Clearly, the fans knew beforehand. Yeah. Also, I've just realised what it says on the front of his tights. Front? I didn't see the front. Right. On his right leg, so you're looking at his left. You're looking at his right leg, but it's, to you, it's like the left. 69. Of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I see what you did there, but he could justify that and say, oh no, it's just yin and yang. <laughs> but it's clearly yeah. a 69. Yeah, we know, we know different, yeah. Again, this is 2002. This isn't exactly PG era, is it? This is, this is such a weird time in WWE, like really weird. Yeah. It's like I was saying earlier, they, like they don't there was the NWO thing, weren't there? Shawn Michaels in the NWO, Booker T in the NWO, then Shawn Michaels kicks Booker T out of the NWO and they don't feud. Like, really? That's that's just the, if you're kicking him out of the NWO, then straight away you'd think feud. Now let me say Shawn Michaels versus Booker T. I'm watching that feud. I'm fucking watching it. Of course, Shawn had, I think Shawn had only just come back as well on this, so Oh, overhead release suplex. T-bone suplex on Nowinski. Oh, fucking hell. He's a little bit 
rusty, you can tell. You know, but his belly to belly still looks fucking sweet. Well, yeah. But yeah, you can tell he hasn't wrestled in well over a year here. I know he he, he was like rumored to be part of WWE and whatever fucking WCW offshoot that was trying to yeah, happen at the time. But I, I, I was trying to think in my head because I've got the post. Well, I've got the. Um, I think he was advertised for WWE but didn't turn up. Yeah, I've got the leaflet and he is. He's on. He's on the advert. He's on the leaflet. It's something like that. I think. I think he were advertised, and then he ended up getting signed by WWE or some shit like that. I, I can't fucking remember, but uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, because Vince was scared that the WWE were going to put the WWE out of business, Lodgeot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe McManus thought that himself. I don't know. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, there's some stories about... Uh, uh, oh, Scotty promo. Here we go. Face promo. Okay. Yeah, Scotty, you're in the WWE now. Don't say much. Just go out there and oh, say... Oh, Jesus Christ. Those muscles are fucking disgusting. It's hard to call them muscles, isn't it, really? I've always thought they just look like pockets of air injected into his arm. <laughs> look like... You know, like those uh, fucking... Those... Uh, what do they call them? You, you know in the mummy? You know those little yep. fucking... Uh, scarabs? Look, they look like just two overgrown steroid injured scarabs just moving around when he flexes. <laughs> it's fucking gross. Yeah, don't look like the kind of day that you want to be in New York, New York. But there you go. Raining. <laughs> yeah. Typical. And this is uh, obviously earlier on as well. They were at the ill-fated whatever it's called now. They used to call it WWF New York, didn't they? And then yeah. They called it what? WWF World yeah the world yeah yeah they lost a lot of money on that bad boy I'm surprised you're not turning it up to listen to the cage music dun 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 <laughs> yeah it, it, it's actually see I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast and might have but I was thinking about yeah, this you have. a while you have. it is like one of the most underrated teams of all time because it's so recognisable and it does get you in the mood. Oh my god, what's going on here? King going, oh my god! Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and the camera's like, yeah, just focus on the ass. Jesus Christ, I forgot about fucking Shawn Michaels. Shawn Shorter, yeah. Yeah, look, we. Bob so Yeah. <laughs> RNN breaking news. What the, what the fuck, fuck is this? What's RNN? Oh my god! Oh, wow. Look really? at this. I'm 62%. Clearly, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing around Randy Orton at this point. No. Randy Orton with that hair. It's just... And a cheesy, like, grin and, like... Oh, he's always had that cheesy grin, though. I know, but now, now obviously, as the Viper, he's just like... Mm. He always he's does quite that, a scary dude. He, he always does that weird thing where he sticks his tongue out the corner of his mouth. Yeah. I've noticed Britt Baker does that a lot. Yeah, she does. That was... I was actually... By the way, by the way speaking of, fucking Randy Orton, when they smiled, 
that was very Fred Durst. <laughs> Who, who'd oh, thought that fucking Fred Durst would be the third man on this podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be... Um, actually, so when, when you were suggesting what we should do today as a, as a watch-along and all that, lot, uh, I was like, yeah, it's in your hands, we'll fucking we'll roll with it. And about an hour before we actually fucking started doing this, I thought to myself, shit, I've still not watched this week's AEW. And then I thought, shit, I should have suggested that. Because it's Jericho versus Hoovy. But then I thought, oh, actually, maybe me and Beth will do that as a fucking backup episode or something like that. I don't know. Right. I do not like this package here. Oh, it's really fucking woozy on the uh, blueprints. Well, for me, it's the actual welding. I used to be a welder. Oh. And... You, obviously, you've worked in a welding factory, haven't you? Like you've worked for a welding company. Like, yeah. I've had Arkai, and it, oh. they are they are showing the actual the um, the flash, the welding flash. Yep. Now it's not going to harm you watching it on TV like this. It's just not. But fucking hell, it made my eyes squint and water. <laughs> it's Did you just, have a bit of PTSD as well? <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Right, also here, we've just seen Shawn Michaels with long hair tied up. Yeah. Like, and I know around this time he became a born-again Christian, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. Go to sleep. Doggo, go to sleep. Go to sleep. You'll feel better if you go to sleep. Yeah, you will. Don't buy me. Fuck, it's not playtime. Fuck off. Yeah, so I, I'm not really sure what he's with the hair, but he, he just looks weird. But this is no, something. This was something that I was randomly thinking about earlier on today, like, and I don't know why I was thinking about it and all that. But it, it's weird. Like if if you look at the two Down. the two main men of DX, Shawn Michaels and. Triple H, right? Yeah. How is it Triple H? Granted, wasn't balding at the time. I know he's balding now, but not balding at the time. Decided to shave his hair, and he didn't have the look down really well at first. He didn't decide what he wanted to do. Then he mm. decided to skin the hair, skin the head completely, and grow his beard out. And he looks so much fucking better now. He, I mean, he looks fucking great. That guy's a fucking stone cold honk. Let's just say, right? But he looks great. He looks fucking great with the with a grey beard, grey beard, and the skin head. Right? How is it he can do that? He can go go bald and look better. And Shawn Michaels, who was already balding, and I mean really fucking badly, decided to shave his hair and look fucking worse. Yeah. Like shaving his head aged him. Yeah, he did. It's like really fucking weird, and I don't know why I randomly thought that. <laughs> still looking good there yeah Triple H not so much no I mean like Triple H just shaved his beard off here like I know he he, he didn't really have like a, you know a particular he did have a look right but at this time he was like he, he before this he used to at least have a stubble and he looked yep. you know he looked fine with a stubble and all that you know, but just like this shaved face and, and all that, it's just it just doesn't look good. He must be ginger. 
<laughs> I'm looking at his hair and it's ginger. And when you're saying stubble there, I think he actually did have a ginger beard as well. I don't know. I can't fucking remember. No, this is great because my mate is a massive Triple H mark, but he also takes the piss out of me for having a ginger beard and takes the piss out of Beth for being ginger. So I can't wait to throw this back in his face in a couple of weeks when I see him next. <laughs> oh, no, he'll, he'll go the old, uh, oh, he was strawberry blonde, really. Yeah, yeah, probably will, yeah. yeah. It's fucking, how can, how can it be strawberry and be blonde? No. <laughs> That, I don't to mind me, his girlfriend. Well, everyone, well. everyone says strawberry blonde, right? That just sounds like a fucking weird IPA to me. The strawberry blonde, like... I'm all about my fucking IPAs nowadays. Get down. Oh, here he is. God, he's just such a smug cunt, isn't he? <laughs> but I love him for it. I fucking love him. Right, see, this is going to be a fucking promo here. I mean, I don't think there's a better time to talk about... Bobby Eaton because we've recently had the sad news that he passed away at the age of what yeah. six, 62 years old um, one of the really, really weird things like you know on, on our recent episode I was saying like we were talking about the leg drop that he did and he nearly fucking broke his ankle you yeah, know? yeah and like I would just say I said that it is one of the worst leg drops I've ever seen and yeah. then there's all these fucking videos of the, like what that one in particular I sent you the other day where he had that you know that leg drop at the top rope, and he just mm-hmm. fucking managed to. I don't know. He would. The elevation that he had on it was something else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is like ninety two, ninety three, something like that. And um, oh, it was such a sweet leg drop. But yeah, fucking. We've had a lot of losses in the wrestling world recently, but yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to turn around and say, oh yeah, big Bobby Eaton fan. It's just like this is someone I've been seeing quite. A fair bit recently, and he's sadly passed on. It's uh, yeah, it sucks. But I just love hearing stories about these kind of wrestlers. People just saying how he was a giving, a giving guy, give opponents, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of work, in, in, you know, a lot of room to get their shit in in matches. I've seen yeah. that. We've seen that on WCW. Yes, you know, yeah. but yeah. just uh, being a genuinely nice guy in real life. I mean, those stories are very rare in, in wrestling and yeah. I've not heard or seen anybody speak ill of him you no, know again it's just one of those surprising things yeah I'd not, I'd, I don't oh, again all I've seen is is obviously uh, whatever he did uh, not everything that he did in WCW but obviously the stuff that he, he did in WCW when I was uh, watching it yeah but yeah other than that when you go further back, and obviously the videos that we've seen of him, you know, doing the leg drops and stuff like that, it's either on Saturday night or it's beyond 1996, 95, 94, 93. You're going beyond all that. Um, the guy, he obviously had something, you know, that, that, that worked. And those leg drops from the top rope, which just... A leg drop alone, right? I've tried a leg drop in a ring. And boy, it's just one of those things I will never, ever do because fuck me it is sore and I mean, that fucker was doing it from the top rope doing it well doing it safely you, it's just so impressive yeah. just so so impressive I'm just going to assume that it wasn't a move that he did occasion, uh, you know every match it was just something that he did on occasion kind of like Kurt yeah. Angle's moonsault like you know yeah yeah. in rare, rare exceptions because I've, I've looked up his move set online and that it's not even classed as a signature move yeah it's just but it, like you said 
every wrestler that's talked about him has just said he either gave me my break in the business he was the first person I wrestled he always caught he called on the fly as well that's something I was told that he, he never he, he never predetermined what he was going to do in the ring he called it on the fly every match that he ever had uh, and it was no different with the Benoit match that we covered in the last episode of this podcast uh, he's just that he was just that kind of worker because that's old school mentality again you, you, you do it on the fly yeah um but yeah, set set the benchmark and helped a lot of people in this uh, industry. And of course, there was um, one uh, Jody Hamilton as well from from the assassin. Uh, sorry, he was the assassins. He was yeah. assassin number one again. Who were fairly recently in WCW, facing off against Sting and Lex Luger. Yeah. So it is. It's been a been a weird week for that sort of thing. I do want to talk a little bit about Bobby Eaton. Uh, more because um, I was actually talking about you, uh, you uh, talking to you about this offer. And yeah, you yeah. actually you actually just said to me, "Oh, let's save it for the podcast." So yeah, it's ironic that on the same day, I don't think it was released on the same day. I just happened to be listening on the on the same day as Bobby Eaton's uh, death. And I was listening to uh, uh, at the Attitude Attitude Era podcast, the A podcast. And I have to say, Attitude. Attitude Era. I can't even say that now. Too fucking tired for this shit, dude. Yeah, AE podcast because I knew it's an AEW podcast. Uh, AE podcast. <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the Patreon shows that they do is the uh, they have uh, the Bibbo Tech. Uh, Adam Bibbo will uh, be reading the book and he'll he'll talk about the book to the horse Kevin and all that and saying what saying you know what he's read in the book, going through the chapters and all that. You know, and uh, it is interesting. And they're currently doing uh, William Regal's or Stephen Regal's uh, walk in a golden mile, and it's been so fucking interesting. There's like stories of uh, him wrestling in the middle of a fucking pool, whilst he's watering the pool with the ring, just elevated and uh, fucking ropes, just uh. Having ropes on the turnbuckles just to hold it in place and all this shit. Also, wrestling, uh, fucking wrestling on a ring in the middle of an ocean with boats around to hold the ring up and fans yeah. on the boats. Like, he's lived quite a fucking life, and I really want to read that book. But one of the things that uh, they were talking about on the recent on the recent episode, it was the third episode of it, of, of Walking the Golden Mouth, is um. Uh, Regal was talking about Back to the Beach 1995 where they were they were in Los Angeles and well not at Los Angeles I think they were just in Cali itself uh, mm. I can't remember where in Cali and I don't know if this was something that WCW had told them to do or Regal himself decided yeah we'll we'll just we'll, we'll just cut a fucking we'll just cut a promo We'll just we'll just do a video package like a vignette or what have you, but Bobby Eaton had just become a part of the Blue Bloods, and what they were doing is they were in Beverly Hills, and they were walking around you know all these streets in Beverly Hills, and what uh, Regal would just be talking about oh yeah this is the place where uh, Hugh Grant was caught uh, uh, yeah. cheating on his wife with, uh, <laughs> you know uh, what have you getting a blowy off who off was Liz enough. Hurley at that point as well wasn't it yeah, I think I think yeah, so yeah as maybe. you do cheat yeah. on Liz Hurley yeah cool dude yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah cheated on his wife been caught getting a blowy uh, and there was something else 
and there were one thing about basically cussing out Hugh Grant saying oh oh he's a he's a disgrace to my homeland no it's and Bobby Eaton like you, you know agreeing and all that but there's one part in it where <laughs> they're outside OJ Simpson's house and you really <laughs> think that Regal's just gonna cuss OJ out and it's like you know Innocent until proven guilty. You know, that kind of thing. You know that. To say, oh, Jay Simpson is a great man. And then all you see is Bobby Eason come out of a bush with a fucking big-ass knife. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the opening package for Bash at the Beach 1995, apparently. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I really need to go and watch Bash at the Beach 95 just for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, HBK was shite. I'm, I'm sorry, right? He, I don't mean in his face, I mean, or his, his, his physique. He looks great, he really fucking does. It's the fucking hair. The hair is, yeah, it's off-putting. It is literally what you do if... So if I literally cut my ponytail off, yeah. that's what my hair would go like. That's basically what he's done here. It's got it's the Rachel, go- it's got the Rachel Green hair. Yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> he what? Not at all. You know when he was fucking jugged up uh, sitting on his sofa, did he watch a lot of Friends and like, oh yeah, I'll get the uh, Rachel Green hair cut. <laughs> oh my god, it's infamous brown tights. Why did he have zips on his chaps? I mean, you just you just I, make no them poppers, wouldn't you? No idea. But or yeah. did he not want to go the Lex Luger route? Because that's what Lex did. I have no idea. But yeah, the infamous HBK brown tights. He only wore these once for good reason. <laughs> the story behind it is because he became a born-again Christian, uh, the one thing he wanted to do was incorporate uh, earth colours into his attire so he went for the brown tights but he he fucking he he apparently didn't know he was going to be wrestling at Survivor Series like it was just something that he was uh, he was planning an in-ring return but it kind of like got sped up or something or other and as a result the tights that he was going to get his tights but he saw it but because you know because of that he wanted his new attire and all that he ordered them way too fucking late so what happened was they were unfinished. Wow! So he's got the HBK logo on the front, uh, uh, the insignias on the side, or what have you. Yeah. And the rest of it just fucking left clean because it hadn't been done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it'd been finished. Oh, like just fucking brilliant. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> so WWE in two thousand and two, I think as well. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, brown. <laughs> no, I, I, I get you. And fucking Chris Jericho's wearing what what I call is Beetlejuice tights. <laughs> now, obviously, Beetlejuice had a penchant for wearing striped trousers, yeah. and they're not the same colours. They're not, but it's just the the actual design, the stripes. Just I, I just think Beetlejuice for some fucking reason. <laughs> I, don't, I just yeah. How is it, out of all the people here at the moment, Ric Flair looks the best? 
and, does and Rob best, Van Damme yeah. does and Rob Van Damme looks great and yeah. so does Booker T and you know what Kane I, I don't like his attire here it's a weird fucking what I call the bondage attire because <laughs> uh, he's got fucking belts all over his chest. He, he looks fucking jacked so he, yeah. you know and I don't like his mask either I understand that he wants to cut out in his mask because he couldn't breathe in the old one but I just don't like the mask but again he looks fucking jacked so you know and that is definitely a, they've definitely fucking made the World Heavyweight Championship smaller here I thought, yes, I this thought is the. Um, so, the, is there a WWE logo on that or not? I can't. Yeah, there's a WWE logo on it. Are, are we absolutely sure there's a WWE logo on? Right that? at the top, you'll see it here. Oh no, you won't. You no, won't there isn't. It. You won't see there it on isn't. that, but there is no, definitely. It's not. It's not there. No, that bit though that they did the World Heavyweight Championship that shows a big gold. But if you look closely, you can see the WWE logo on that. No, I'm 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 pretty sure that's a swirl, because that that will be the Jeff Jarrett heavyweight championship. Right. Well, the ref's gonna hold it up. Yeah. So. Because I, I I did look at it earlier on, but I didn't actually because I always look for that logo because then you you know which you know which fucking belt it's gonna be. I'm gonna focus in on it, Ovi. Typical. We might fucking see it later on so yeah but I can swear I saw a WWE logo on that but yeah it's not the um, it's certainly not the NWO no, belt it, it's, it's not the uh, it's smaller it's fucking smaller it's not the Rick Fur belt it's the it's the Jeff Jarrett belt so when obviously Hulk Hogan's very last match and he leaves with the WCW title there is a second WCW title which is smaller lighter and more uh, saturated is that the right word or contrasted yeah. one of the two so just golder basically, and not as worn uh, that Vince Russo had already prepared. Which apparently, if I remember correctly, if memory serves me rightly, Dave Penzer was told to bring to um, the show. I've also heard which that we will obviously get to uh, somewhere down the line. But I've course. also heard there's a lot of cast-offs that um, were made as well. A lot of cast. Yeah, there is. And that yeah. Scott Steiner is reported to have the actual belt. And no one's willing to challenge him because they're scared of him. Well, no, you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I have, so the, I have the, to the... ask, Triple H and the Iron Cross, why are you so fucking obsessed with oh. Nazi symbolism? Yeah, the, I was going to say the, race, the racially uh, motivated one. Yeah. Go out and lie down now. Oi, go and lie down. Right, you said that as fucking Rob Van Dam stamping on uh, Triple H's head. Like, you know, <laughs> so, lie down now. Rob, lie down. Rob Van Dam saying that to him. <laughs> Hunter, lie down now. I did like that. I've got to be honest, right, because it's on the same platform, obviously, using the ropes to throw somebody into the cage. I yes. remember doing it in the games. It's it's a it's a technique that I really like. Oh, and the door has opened. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> well there's no escape from this so I gotta say like I, I, I get that the structure was inconvenient but Jesus Christ you look at that and, and it looks fucking scary yeah it's an yeah. intimidating structure it's just fucking 
And you you know there's no give on anything that they're doing that. Okay, if they get thrown into the chains, there is a little bit of give on that, but the fucking platform's at the side. Mm. And fucking Triple H is already bleeding. Yeah, he's, he's already... Uh, he's already bladed. Yeah. And you can I, tell Rick Flair's his manager. Yeah. And I love that move, the Rolling Thunder by yeah. Rob Van Dam. And I mean, that would have legitimately fucking hurt Triple H. Can only imagine that you're gonna you're gonna see welts on his back very soon. Oh, yeah, another burp yeah. from me. Brian Burpshaw I am tonight. <laughs> what are you drinking anyway? I've just been drinking iced coffee. Iced coffee. Yeah. yeah, I'm not drinking beer. No, no, no. First thing tomorrow morning, you're uh, you're working. I don't blame you. <laughs> I've had a couple of. Uh, oh, flipped him the bird. Get in. You can take the man out of ECW. We can't take the ECW out of the man. Uh, ah, now this is brilliant. Oh, yes. I, I have seen this match before, guys, but I can't remember a lot about it. I've only... Yeah, I, I've, these little bits that you always forget. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I've ever watched this on the network, and I didn't watch it live at the time, but I have like watched like six, seven parties on YouTube that obviously aren't mm-hmm. there anymore. But yeah, like years and years ago, I've, just, I've watched this, and I, I might have watched it twice. But that was fucking amazing. I thought Chris Jericho was gonna legitimately pull. Oh! Fucking hell! <laughs> I bet that really hurt Rob Van Dam. Yeah, he's holding his tailbone there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, when he's on top of the pod and Jericho's holding his foot through the fucking chains, I thought he was legitimately gonna fall through. Into the pod, that would have been fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's the one thing though is that it's fucking clear that that's not proper glass; that it's plexiglass, and you, we don't want it to be proper glass, do we? But uh, no, obviously. But you, you can plainly tell what it is plexiglass, yeah. so. Chris Jericho was uh, he was psyching himself up early and he went to punch the glass and then ended up just like sort of slapping it because he didn't realise whether or not it was going to well it was probably going to hurt himself if anything because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going to smash but speaking speaking of plexiglass do you know the story of King of the Ring 2001 the street fight between Kurt Angle and Shawn Mar- uh, uh, Shane McMahon uh, I have seen much of the match, you, uh, but you'd have to seen, remind me of what it is. You have seen the clips of uh, uh, Kurt Angle uh, flipping, uh, like doing the German suplex on, Sha- uh, on, on Shane. Shane. I, I yes, fucking Shane uh, on Shane, and him just fucking landing on top of his head. Yep. Or were it the other way around? Were it Kurt that landed on top of his head? One of the other. No, way. it was Shane. It, it was Shane. Shane. And yeah, basically, what had happened was. That that glass, that th- those fucking things, though, they're actually meant to be plexiglass. But whoever fitted them had fucking fitted the wrong type of glass. So when he was hit, uh, hitting it, it just weren't breaking. It weren't breaking oh. at all. And uh, apparently, Shane, in his clear concussed uh, stupor, basically told him, throw me fucking through it. Yeah. Do it. Until you oh, go through, basically. It's like, he got proper Fuck fucked you. up from that. I bet he did. Fucking hell. But yeah, just a, 
a general fuck up. And I mean, imagine being in charge of that and you fuck that up. Like you, you are not in charge of the fucking elimination chamber. Clearly not the fucking plexiglass on that. Speaking of Shane, obviously that's another announcement this week that <laughs> he is now the executive of I- I- Ilonix, Is it? A f- fucking right. I don't fucking know. Ideonomics. Ideonomics, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in, in this press release, I've just got to add before you start describing whatever the fuck that is and whatever John Cena jokes are going to come there after. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the press the press release says Shane McMahon has been with the company since 2010, <laughs> and I'm like. That's so fucking funny. Like, they had to put that in there. Not like, oh, yes, he's the boss's son, or, oh, yes, he's been in the WWE a lot longer than since 2010. Right. Uh, but no, they uh, uh, what, officially had to put that because that's when he came back, if you right. like. I, I see, I see what, yeah, right. I see why you think it's a role in the company. It's not. Right, because to be honest with you, this is this is where my head went. When it said CEO of um, Ideonomics... You think that is definitely a fucking role that has been made up? Yeah, by yeah. WWE. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you're you're in charge of Ideonomics. You come with the. Yeah. It's not. It's actually a, a Chinese company that he's been a part of since 2010. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> <But> I, <can laughs> I think everybody got confused by that Ideonomics. Uh- I, at first, Ideonomics, I thought it were a new gimmick. I thought it was going to be a new fucking, a new stable or something like that. And he's the CEO because they're trying to make it like a business sense, you know, kind of like a corporation were back in the day. You know, very business orientated yeah. and whatever. <laughs> Something that I don't think has been done like properly since, really. No. And that just got weird. Like making it the, the, the corporate ministry and all that lot. That, I mean, uh, it was yeah. cool, but it were it were weird. Uh, Vince Russo just watched a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and got ideas. Well, who didn't? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch it now. I tried. I thought, you know what? I want a series, and I remember. Obviously, everybody fondly remembers Buffy and all that lot. But I don't know, man. I it mean, just hasn't aged right, let, very let, well. Let's for just me. say, right, guys, our age. You know, in our in our mid thirties, I mean, as scary as I keep fucking saying that, I'm heading for thirty four in two months' time. Uh, officially, two months yesterday, from yesterday, mm. I turned thirty four. Uh, <sighs> yeah, but anyway, we grew up with Buffy. Now I never watched yeah. Buffy, but I had a fucking crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, and Alison oh, yeah. Hannigan. Right, you saw yeah. those guys. And I'm pretty sure there's another girl in that fucking show, but I can't remember. Charisma Carpenter. That's the one. Yep. yep. You know, I mean... And I'm not a perv. That, it's not, that's not the reason why I know that what, what her name is before anybody starts saying anything. I can also... I understand why you found her attractive because she's got very much Kimberly Page vibes going on. Yes. Um, but she's actually... She was announced for Wales Comic Con. Uh, she was announced literally... I think it was a couple of days after she'd been talking about the... Oh, that was like spike fucking DDT there, like drilled into the mat. And I, oh I think word. that he's all rub on damn the way he sold it. Oh, he sold it well. But that... So she... Um, there was kind of like the, the, the speaking out movement, if you like, for for, for uh, actors and actresses. And apparently the, the director of Buffy, or whoever it is... Yeah, that... Uh, yeah, he'd been cast to do... 
not Transformers, but something else. Something quite big. Uh, and she came out and said basically it was an absolute... It was a horrible, horrible amount yeah, to it. And, and then more people came out and said, yeah, actually... Yeah, Alison uh, Hannigan had, had said summer, and so did yeah. Sarah Michelle Gower. Sarah Michelle yeah. Gower actually uh, put out a, a long statement about him. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name, but yeah. No, so, so he wasn't, He wasn't. if I remember correctly, he wasn't sexually abusive. So he never like propor- uh, propositioned the girls... I say girls, that's like really he, demeaning, he, but people know what I mean. Um, he made, he was, it was just very, almost violent towards them. Yeah, it, what I read as well, it was making rude comments and passing them off as jokes. Now, yeah. you know, it can be con- uh, considered sexual harassment, but, yeah, yeah. you know... It, it's, there was something about it, her being just, pregnant. It, it's just weird, it... It just comes across as a very. He's definitely an aggressive guy. Let's just say, yeah. you know, I won't call him sexually aggressive, but he doesn't know his place. So it's Josh Whedon. Whedon. That's Whedon. Yeah. Um, Josh Whedon. And he, he he continued to call Charisma Carpenter fat when she was four months pregnant and actually weighed one hundred and twenty-six pounds. What a prick. Uh, yeah. Is that so, why? Yeah, she was. Is... She was announced. For Wales Comic Con, like a couple of days before, a couple of days after that came out, yeah, uh, and obviously it was a it was a thing. Justice League, so he was on. Um, it was part of the crew for Justice League. So, going back to what you were saying, why can you not watch Buffy? Is it because of it that? Just... With, is it because of Josh Whedon, or no. is it because it it just hasn't aged well? Look, we can still watch WWE, WCW with Chris Benoit in there. That sort yeah, of stuff you know, doesn't... It really depends uh, on what you find. For, right. The thing is about that is that we, we've had well over a decade to to adjust to what happened, to get used to what happened with Chris Benoit. As bad as it were, we've kind of come to terms with it, found our own peace with that, right? Yeah. The, the things with Josh Wedden is new. So I can, yeah. I can understand why... That would be enough to put you off watching Buffy. Like everything that happened with Velveteen Dream in NXT, when all that shit came out, I couldn't watch NXT because of him. I imagine yeah. that in ten years' time, I could go back and watch the Ricochet match and think, yeah, yeah, that, that was a really good match, even though he's a naughty piece of shit. And Ricochet's yeah. a bit of a dick as well, but not like that. Uh, well, to clarify, I tried watching Buffy before all that came out. And it was just, it just hadn't aged very well to me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wasn't as gripped uh, and I, I found everything to just be a little bit, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just it, it just weren't the same. Cheesy. So it was cheesy, very cheesy. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I find that with a lot of programs of that time that I actually did like watching that I've tried watching now and I just, you know, Rob Van Damme's gone. He is, he's gone, yeah. He obviously went from the top of the um, cell. Wait, no, you wouldn't call it a cell. The pod. Pod, yeah. Top of the pod for a frog splash uh, uh, on Triple H. Hold on. The ring is taped up. It is, yeah. Well, that's fucking weird. Why would it be a rope break in a fucking... Yeah, I, uh, I hate that. I've always hated that about this. It's like you can only paint it inside the ring. So, okay, that would make sense then, like a rope break, but... You can only pin inside the ring, but I just yeah, like convoluting matters. Yeah, but if it's a hardcore match, 
you know, a general hardcore match, they can't, there's no rope breaks, so, I don't know. It's Do just, you know what does, it, going back to what you were saying, sorry, uh, go on, carry on. Well, go on. I basically made my point about a fucking road oh. break and all that. No, I thought you'd finished, so I was going to fucking go back to it. Um, oh, Lion Salt, nice. Uh, won't see him do that now. Not land on his feet, anyway. <laughs> going back to uh, Buffy, one thing that has stood up from around that time is Charmed. Yeah. You know, Charmed's still pretty good. Because I think that was always cheesy anyway. Because yeah. it was very supernatural and everything like that. But you watch it now and it's still pretty much the same. That's another person that's at this fucking Wales Comic Con. And I'm gutted. I'm absolutely gutted that um, in this country, you know, driving tests and stuff like that have been waylaid so fucking far back that I won't be driving till that point because I, I genuinely wanted me, you and Beth to go. Yeah. I thought we would have had so much fucking fun down there, stings there and, you know. Um, I, I mean, we could we could now. still go, but we could just make a, a train journey out of it or what have you. Yeah, because it's in Telford. It's a it's a bit... It's a difficult train ride. Um, we might we, we might still do it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I'd like to I would have really, really liked to go. Yeah. Britt Baker's there, so it'd have been cool to meet her and get like some fucking some signed or whatever. Um, in fact, I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get her to sign my dental prescription, <laughs> and I was gonna put it on wall. <laughs> I was gonna say I just wanted to fucking uh, cut a promo on British dentistry. Do e- I not? Yeah. Even though that old trope, it's a fucking it's unfounded because. If you look at stats, the USA have worse fucking dental care than we do. So, well, yeah. I mean, there you go. It's, they have worse healthcare in general. And I'm not oh, fucking ripping on the USA. It's just uh, just how it is. And somebody just went through the glass. Yeah. Who was it? I missed it. I... It was Jericho? Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it looks, there we are, yeah. it looks a lot better than the fucking... Uh, the fall of the uh, I, I, okay, I'm calling it the war of the war games cage in uh, in AEW. <laughs> you actually see him blade when he does that as well. You see him hold his head. You can see him quickly blade. Wow. I mean, you won't really that. notice that, but I noticed it. Like if because I, I saw blood and I'm like, yeah, he's blading. But when you saw the replay, you just see him slice his head. It's so quick, very clever. <laughs> <laughs> what a noise. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you actually get punched in the dick, you do go... So, Probably would, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. real. Wayne Salt. Nice. Sweet to the point. And book us out. Fucking hell. Once again, you know, i got to say it about Jericho. Again, you don't have to like the person. You don't have to like... The, the, his political beliefs and whichever way he leans and blah 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 yeah he's but a dick again, in real life we know he he did donate a significant amount of money to uh, the fund for Bobby Eaton's funeral yeah he, he does do things shit like, like that it's just a shame yeah. like you know the kind of shit that he advocates as well yeah like yeah. you know the fucking everything about Covid with him it's just 
you know, saying I had COVID and it weren't not any any worse than the fucking cold that I've had and all. Oh yeah, good job, Jericho. Oh, you fucking yeah. You know, minimizing it. You're minimizing it, but you know, uh, you didn't have fucking pro any any real bad effects from it. You know, well done for you, but fucking hundreds of thousands of people across the world have. So yeah. shut the fuck up and yeah. you know what? Next time there's a pandemic, if there's another one, don't fucking performing a super spreader event no <laughs> also <laughs> by the way blackstone cherry and fucking um steel panther you both can fuck off as well because you both were at that event and i'm mm. seriously disappointed with that because yeah. i fucking love blackstone cherry but and I, i've never really been a fan of steel panther but me neither no y- you know but it's just a fucking shame that you know other bands are fucking crying out to be able to perform and all that and you were delaying it by doing shit like that like you yeah. fucking idiots I don't care what you believe just fucking do as you're told yeah <laughs> that's it there is there is a need for music there's a need for concerts there's a need to go to concerts as well uh, but you've got to be you've got to look at it fucking logically don't you yeah and it just doesn't seem like they, they, they were bothered about either making money or just self-serving you know, they weren't doing it for fans. They'll always say, oh, we were doing it because people need something to look forward to. That's a lot of bollocks. They were doing it for their own reasons. Yeah, of course. Ego. I mean, for for fuck's sake, right? Do people really believe when bands come to their town and go, this is the best town we played in on this yeah. tour? <laughs> it's, it's called fucking fan service, but it's, yeah. you know... That that that's basically what they do. They basically say, "Oh yeah, this, you know, this is the best thing." But they do it because it's, you know, that they, they're not doing it for you. They're doing it for themselves. Yeah, they're doing it for themselves. It's totally self-serving. They, they, they get a good cheer from the fucking crowd when they do shit like that. It's just <clears throat> that's it. It's literally you see it in wrestling yeah. all the time. Fucking Mick, yeah. Mick Foley. He does it all the time. The cheap pop. Yeah. Cheap pop, that's exactly what I was trying to think of. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Just is what it is. Showmanship, entertainment, so just take it for that. I think that's probably the reason why I don't get like so aggressive and so... Jesus Christ, oh, Shawn Michaels is wearing cowboy it. boots as well. <laughs> I wonder what they're made of. It looks like- because if he's all about the earth, uh, has he skinned a fucking snake to make them, or... Well, you won't be the first born of Crane Christian to be a hypocrite. <laughs> this, he looks like he's just got off the ranch. Yeah. Just, he looks so fucking shite. <laughs> yeah, I he does. Right. It, it, it's such a shame. I, yeah. I have strong memories of the look that he had, that he defined, and he looked great, and this just... You know, honestly, I I I I think I prefer him in the the bald fucking Saudi Arabia match <laughs> than this. You know. Yeah, this this just isn't Shawn Michaels, is it? The fucking Oof. Barbie doll, fucking haircut and all that shit. It's just. Ugh. Three chalk slams there from Kane on everybody, and Triple H sold the worst. Even though Triple H is supposed to be one of the best sellers in the business. <laughs> Seriously, fucking BDS amateur here. 
It is. Yeah, I get the, it. You, the mesh, the belts, yep. the mask. Is Even be- the shininess of the boots, really. It's just a gimp. <laughs> Damn. Sweet chin music. It, so it, that'll be good night, Kane. You know what? It's really weird. No. <laughs> Straight no, back up. Maybe not. Maybe not. Right. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, you look at him right here. We're calling, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking, Hell's Gimp. <laughs> that guy would come on, uh, would become an anti mask mayor. Yeah. So fucking yeah. weird. Which also reminds me of one of my personal favourite tweets that I've ever done. What the fuck is that? Have you seen all that fucking shite on Jericho's with tra- uh, tights there underneath? It looked like it's got a lot of lips. I didn't. I missed that. Yeah. It, it's like just the on re- the, is it the shiny red stuff? Yeah, it's on the underside though. It looked really weird. It looked like just a lot of lips. <laughs> just, I don't fucking know. I, it's... Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. What the fuck, Jericho? Seriously. That's like really, I don't know, Rick Rudy. I'd expect that of Rick Rude. Or the, Macho Man. <laughs> macho, yeah, actually, ma- Macho Man has ma- the ma- right. Yeah, macho yeah. Man can get away with anything, though. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Ass. Mr. Ass, yeah. That's another one, yeah. Just so fucking weird. But he'd never wear pants. No. <laughs> Sometimes he didn't wear the fucking shorts, he wore arseless chaps at some points. Yeah, fucking Someone want to tell me what Jericho were doing there celebrating, because... I totally forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, what were we talking about? I can't remember now. Well, neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I remember, yeah. Uh, basically, one of my favourite tweets that I've ever really put out uh, was uh, from the Royal Rumble this year, because... Uh, uh, Kane had a special guest appearance in the match and he eliminated Ricochet. Now, Ricochet, uh, um, he is also an anti-masker. Uh, also, very well be- uh, misbehaving during COVID times. Let's just say, fucking hosting house parties and all that shite. Yeah, yeah I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah, and Kane eliminated Ricochet. And you remember Ricochet, when he was in Lunch Underground, he wore a mask he was yep. Prince Puma. I said, uh, noted mask wrestler uh, and anti-mask, uh, sorry, what were it? Uh, not, noted anti-mask mask, mask wrestler eliminates noted anti-mask formerly masked wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking word salad, but <laughs> you get the gist of it. Yeah, easy to read, not so easy to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just like... I just came out up off of the of uh, you know on the fly. I just came up with that, and I, and I read it back, and I'm like, if that was fucking made by I don't know, just you know these somebody fucking, with like fifty thousand followers. Not even that. There's 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 a few like people like James Van Der Beek, not the actor, the fucking yeah, yeah. noted bloody yeah. Photoshop legend. Like yeah. if he made that tweet, fucking. Thousands of retweets. Me, just a few likes. <laughs> it's not fucking fair. No, it's not. It's not. I am getting better at getting likes, mind, but still, like, I want to tweet to proper bang. Yeah. 
and you know, and it, it's such a shame because you know when you make good tweets as well, like a funny tweet and all that. And, it, and there's so many tweets that I've made that I've been confident about, and it's just never gone anywhere. It's not fucking it's just... right. The closest I've come to trending is when I did uh, uh, during the uh, match between Sweden and Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, the Simpsons thing. Yeah, because <laughs> of all the fucking injuries towards the end. It's the algorithm. It's. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's geared towards certain people. Uh, I, I firmly believe that. Yeah, of course and it is. I've not. My personal Twitter, I haven't been on there for six weeks, seven weeks now, something like that. Um, and I think I mentioned in the past my the the Ryan Giggs tweet that went viral years and years and years ago. <laughs> Twitter actually deleted. So, and they deleted it fairly recently. Yeah, uh, that that sounds like. Uh... Ryan Giggs lawyers just said, right, any negativity like that, can we just get rid of, please? Well, any, unfortunately... Any, any big negativity <laughs> like that? Unfortunately for them, it was in the days where retweets were actually text retweets and not just a button. Yeah. So if you search for my username on Twitter and put Ryan Giggs next to it, you'll see everybody that retweeted it via text retweet. So it's still there. Right. And I think if you if you copy the URL and actually put because it was in Twitpic, if you put the URL uh, in your browser, it'll sh- it'll send you to the photo as well. It's just the actual tweet; it just no longer exi- no longer exists. So yeah, my my moment in the sunshine uh, has long since passed, and I'm a bit deflated that they deleted it. But there you go. Every single one's fucking bleeding now, apart from fucking Earl Hebner. <laughs> give him time give him time what, what I find funny is like uh, and Earl Hebner was the worst for this but you see fucking people like this fucking wrestlers having their fucking face smashed in they're bleeding everywhere and someone just fucking touches Earl Hebner and he's fucking flat out cold for 10 minutes yeah <laughs> right I know uh, referees are supposed to be weak but they also play that trope when there's a special guest referee yeah It would be like a fucking former wrestler or something like that as well. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, Lion Tamer. That's a Boston Crab. Yep. No, JR, that's not what it is. It's Boston Crab. Diddy T. Triple H on his old buddy. Jericho's just going to go for the pin like the worm that he is. And these Pulled two are and these two are pretty much aligned here. Yeah, they are. I don't think they've struck each other yet. Have they? No, they've worked, been working with each oh, other. No, here have. we are. Festicuffs coming. Actually, it's more like fucking uh, soap opera fight. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of was for the um, Peggy Mitchell and uh, what fucking hell? What was she called? Pat. Pat Pat Butcher. You bitch. You cow. You cow. <laughs> 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 All right. I know you like you doing your fucking video stuff and all that. You have to make that now. You have to make that video. Just dumb in. <laughs> you bitch. You cow. <laughs> yes. Make sure you remind me. I'll have, to do, I'll have to remember to do that. I'll do that this week. That could be the promotion for this episode. <laughs> God, I tell you what, as well, I've got I've got the best image um, that I, I really want to put on it. So that, when I were telling you about like promoting, 
Again, it's a Boston crab. Um, what's up with Earl Ebner there? I thought he were having a bit of a funny do with his arm. Yeah, yeah, holding, so, his, yeah the, holding his left arm. He looked like he was in pain. I'm like, Jesus, is he having a heart attack? Yeah. Because that's what it looked like. I was actually genuinely fucking... I would genuinely it's concerned. Like, oh, we're going through that again because like, we've got to go through that. With, oh, um... Also, by the way, <laughs> oh, sweet oh, nice. Cheese. He's gone. Jericho's gone. <laughs> this has actually been a really good match. Yeah, it's not been too bad. I think I think now that that people have have been eliminated, those final three that were that were pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of like the Royal Rumble. It can be a little bit, you know, as it's entertaining spots, overbooked. Uh, but you know, I know sometimes overbooked. When but when the, it starts to thin out a little bit, you actually realise that they just told a good story throughout. Like it's just led up to this, like you know the bloody. Triple H and Chris Jericho working together, and it's uh, Chris Jericho's fucking arrogance. Uh, sorry, Triple H's arrogance that just makes it makes that fucking partnership fall apart. Yeah. Because realistically, there was absolutely no fucking reason for Triple H to stop that pin, but he just yeah. wanted to get at Shawn Michaels. But the thing is, is that. If I remember rightly, Sean wins this. Hmm. So that again, that's the story. I don't know if I just spoiled it though, but I, I can't remember. But I think he wins this match. But it might be Triple H. I don't know. I've got a yeah, funny. You kind of expect I, I, you expect it to be Triple H, don't you? <laughs> I've got a funny feeling that either Shawn Michaels or Triple H wins this match. <laughs> no, Earl Ebner's <laughs> going to win this match. <laughs> He's going to take the belt home and fucking sell it in a car boot with some fucking shit that he does. You know, you know, <laughs> do, do you know the story about why Earl Hebner got sacked by WWE? Yeah, you told me this on a, on a, on a, on a podcast yeah, yeah. ages ago. Yeah, yeah. Selling I fucking, couldn't believe it. Selling fucking knockoff merchandise. I couldn't believe it. Fucking hell. It must have been on some poor wages. Oh, why not? Fuck it. Clean break. I mean, literally a clean break. Yeah. They've just separated into panels. That's all it is. There's just panels that are falling apart. Yeah. And show's like, just like, ah, nap nap time. <laughs> la la la, la la la, <laughs> la la la, la la la. I mean... I wonder if they sold them panels. I, I'm just saying right. one thing, right? You're doing that, and all I can think of is, yeah, this is just reminiscent of a year ago when he's on his couch, caught out of his mind. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I, I don't like to take the piss, but Shawn Michaels was a cunt at that time, you know, yeah. so he kind of, like, deserves a little bit of ribbing for it. And to be honest with you, he's not going to come and fucking sue us. Well, no, I, don't, I hope not. Anyway, I hope nothing's given. <laughs> um, yeah. But also, like, we 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 have done it a couple of times, haven't we? We made a dark joke or two uh, about certain things, but the fact of the matter is, we make that joke because we know that these guys are now in a in a much better place. Yes, exactly. You know, Jeff Hardy's prime example. We said it earlier on, but we know that Jeff Hardy's in a good place and he's he's got money again, and 
Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. The... Sometimes I just get really grossed out about the amount of blood. Fucking Sean has cut himself fairly deep here. Yeah. You know? They were whacking him on the head as well to get more blood out. Yeah. Like proper. Seriously, from a distance, he looks like NWO Wolfpack Sting. That's how much fucking <laughs> red is on his face. With the hair just sticking down in his face, looking a bit like the fucking black, the black lines. I keep saying fucking right now. <laughs> That's all right. I'm, I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. This is what time does this year. F-bomb dropper. Yeah. It's 20 past 10 at night, and I've been up since, since half past five this morning. Good exchange here from Michaels and and trips. Oh, hey. good sell. Yeah. <laughs> or not? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Twat. <laughs> fucking time traveling Shawn Michaels in the moment, just fucking fast forward and like, hey, my jaw like, I'm not having that. But <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck it, I'll I'll do this despite that fucker that made a joke about me taking a nap on my couch. <laughs> Nick Patrick's probably at ringside. Oh, look at Earl Ebner, almost like I don't think, tying his... I don't, think, I don't think Nick Patrick's there. Nick Patrick oh, is Smackdown. Remember he did him? come out at the beginning, didn't he? So I don't know if he'd be around ringside. Yeah, he were, were, he, he, he were, he's wearing the blue referee shirt, so he's Smackdown, so yeah. No, he's there. He's there. Is he? Are you fucking... Yeah, he's there. Look, right behind Sean there. And I think it's just a WWE referee shirt. I can't tell he's not making a weird face. <laughs> it's just making a face. <laughs> you might be right, but I can't fucking tell. I think he is, and I think... Uh, it's surprising that there's only two referees there, to be fair. There is a third. I would have expected many, many referees to be right around there. And I think that's Mike Kyoda. Right. What are you fucking doing, Sean? Yeah, what are you fucking hell? He's just trying to climb to heaven or some shit. Splash. Elbow. Wow, oh. okay. Top of the chamber. Right, actually, I can't tell who that referee is either. I thought Mike Yoda, but it's not him. I think these are just local talent in referee shirts. <laughs> Right, that wasn't much of an elbow drop, really. It weren't, no. It were more, well, it was an elbow drop, emphasis on drop. It's an elbow fall. Yeah. Oh, what, are you going to go and do it again? Or are you just waving to your adoring fans? Are you waiting for somebody to throw your ponytail back? No, he's holding the hand up for the grace of God to guide him through. <laughs> oh dear all I can think of is for the uh, congregation by Foo Fighters that step into the light mate I can't fucking do the voice <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah. my voice is fucked <laughs> I apologise for it if anybody got 
<laughs> got a real sore ears from that fucking I don't know screech that I tried to do <laughs> but yeah that's how he just felt like when he did the arm up like oh god oh yeah um, little nature's there at the bottom left as well there are the referee. there's referees everywhere which she expects for cage matches yeah yeah I think you're right I just think they've gone and swapped shirts yeah they just need to blend in, I suppose. Like, yeah, these are referees. <laughs> I can just see it. Oh. Earl's just getting... Ah, yes. Classic. Earl. Earl getting into Triple H's face. Oh, he's going to get switched in, dear. Yeah. He's, oh, he's... maybe not. <laughs> oh. Uh, maybe he'll push him off into the referee. No. Fucking hell, Earl moved for once. Sweet chin. Sweet chin. It's got to be it. One, two. Three. It is. Again, great story that they told. Mate, there's somebody in that crowd who's going absolutely mentally corner. Like, like literally. I mean, everybody's like, yeah, fucking hell, but there's one guy who's literally just jumping up and down, like spinning round and everything. Right, I like how that ref just fucking came in about and he's like, I'm out of here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, the fucking confetti. Oh, yeah. Ticker tape parade now. I bet that's not made of earth colours or earthly material. <laughs> oh, it will be because it'll be paper, won't it? It'll be trees. Fucking hell, JR is starting to sound like me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's um, that's the elimination chamber, and that is Survivor Series two thousand and two. I'm just trying to get a good look at that belt. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the, that's, that's the issue with yeah. There's no WWE logo on that. That's the issue with ticker tape. Is that yeah? It makes everything might... go really blocky. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're mm. right. I'll let you have that win. As soon Thanks. as you let me have the win on the 50 states thing. Well, that's it. You had, you had the 50 <laughs> states and, and, and blood being red. Uh, <laughs> so today I'm having Nick Patrick and the being no WWE logo on that belt. But I think that belt <laughs> you can have, is... You can have Nick Patrick. Nobody else wants him. <laughs> I do think that that might be Ric Flair's belt that they were using and then he gave that to Triple H when the WWE made the WWE no because his belt didn't have the curve it was flat right that's true yeah it did have a bend at the top though so yeah there you go unless you want to stay up for another three hours uh, and watch Survivor Series 2003 uh, no, uh, no disrespect to the uh, to the listeners you can fuck right off <laughs> <laughs> In theory, that sounds a good idea. In actuality, uh, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not uh, plausible at all, considering our respective days. And, of course, um, yeah, you've got work. I've got work tomorrow, but certainly not as early as, as you do, and that's off to you. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, uh, doing it too much lately. <laughs> and also, I will, I will put on the record, seeing as we're on the podcast, congratulations on your new role at your current job. Thank you. Uh, and the additional responsibility, which you are perfectly qualified to do and will probably enhance 
the place as a whole. Right, by the way, guys, I haven't been promoted. <laughs> no, you've been given an adi- additional yeah. title, if you yeah, like. Basically, I'm, I'm not on the next rung on the ladder. I've got my little toe on that rung of the ladder, basically. So, you know, who fucking knows? It's still where a, it's a small step forward. Yeah, it's big responsibility, let's just say. Uh, That's it. You know, uh, Basically, I don't need to get on my hands and knees and uh, don't go there, brain, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what he will do think is he'll of let that you know. As you will. <laughs> yeah, he'll let you know on Twitter at, at Brian Talks Crap until he changes it again. He probably might just be, I don't know, he might change it to. to Brian uh, doesn't talk crap. <laughs> Brian doesn't talk crap. He, he actually has to be a responsible human being now because he's got an additional title. Okay, now with, with my throat at the moment, it'd be Brian doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, of course, um, at Nitrogencast, where you can catch us both. And we hope that the next time that you hear our voices will be resuming in the WCW timeline. However, as we've said, uh, schedules are crazy at this moment in time. But yeah, just keep your eyes on the socials. We'll keep you updated. Um, and for me, Marvellous Mark Ashworth. And for me, Ryan Talks Crap over there. I was going to say, and Macy Gray. <laughs> the preceding announcement was paid for by the Nitrogen Podcast. I tried to say goodbye, but I choke. <laughs>